0: Today is Thursday, the 21st of May 2020. This is The Gap, episode 517. I'm Luke Laurie. Job Gura is here, and are you excited for the, the Snyder Cut? This is the big news this morning.
1: Okay. Uh, Have you had a I chance to digest it, or are you done I with it? I just don't think it could be... <laughs> I just don't think it's... It's. I think at this point, Yeah. you know, we've gone for so long... Uh, I think for for a time I wanted them to release the Snyder cut more as an excuse to rewatch Justice League because that's mm. what I used the extended cut of Batman vs Superman as, yeah, like an excuse to rewatch Batman vs Superman because I wouldn't normally rewatch. You know, you couldn't get me to fucking rewatch Batman vs Superman, right? Yeah because i didn't i didn't love that movie i didn't hate it like everyone else apparently did uh i didn't hate it um but yeah i didn't i didn't love it but with the extended cut there was an excuse there was a reason to go back and have a look and i was very pleasantly surprised by what they've put together you know i think they fleshed out a lot of the stuff and you know, the the memes about Martha and all that kind of stuff. that It didn't really rectify any of that. But I never really had that big a problem with it. Like, hmm. from, uh, I guess, uh, internal logic sense, I think it always made sense. Um, even if, as uh, an excuse for a fucking fight to the death, it, it was a little bit weak. Uh, or an excuse for the ending, of a fight to it anyway um spoiler alert uh and then uh yeah so the Justice League one you know I'm never gonna I'm never gonna fucking rewatch that movie but mm. if they spent 20 million dollars fixing the Cgi uh and adding in a bunch of contextual shit, I mean I'll watch it for sure mm. yeah absolutely you know I just I like for films that I don't hate I just yeah. need an excuse to go back and watch it because you know? mm-hmm. uh, I went back and rewatched The Dark Knight Rises, right? And I didn't hate that movie. I didn't like that movie. And compared to The Dark Knight, it was very disappointing. But uh, yeah, I didn't hate it. And I had an excuse when uh, Internode, the Doofuses, and the <laughs> NVN Co., the clown car. Um, cut off my internet out of nowhere. And, mm. um, yeah, I had it on DVD and we went through and watched every single fucking Christopher Nolan movie. And then we reached, like, The Dark Knight Rises. Uh, and we reached it, like, literally the day before they put my internet back on. And I'm like, but I couldn't have known. I'm like, well, let's just watch it. Let's just get it out of the way. And I rewatched it and I didn't hate it. The real problem with that film is actually really similar to fucking. The Rise of Skywalker, I said this on Twitter, like, they try to cram too many storylines into one film. Hmm. And so you never get a chance to digest anything. They're like, fucking, bang. Batman's retired, bang. Catwoman's here, bang. Fucking, uh, they've implemented fucking martial law and, you know, Commissioner Gordon's done some pretty terrible shit, to be honest. Uh, Bang. Bane's also here, by the way. Bang! You know, the Talon stuff, and yeah, Batman's <laughs> disappeared. And fucking like gang, 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 gang. and you are like, holy shit! What, what's Teal'c How doing? Here? That's a bit strange. It's fucking fifteen minutes. You are like, Jesus Christ! How long is left? Three hours. Uh, yeah, the Rise of Skywalker is the same. Like, the, at least they try to fucking explain it with, like. Planetary changes? That doesn't mm. happen in Batman. Batman, in, in the Dark Knight Rises, they're just fucking like... Yeah, it's still Gotham, still Gotham. Oh, you're in a pit. Still Gotham, still Gotham. Still in a pit. Um, and it's, it's slower as well, in terms of, like, it's pacing. Oh, 100%. But that's that's good, right? Mm. I think Rise of Skywalker suffers unbelievably for its pace. Uh Or as a result of its pace, because it's like fucking... It's... You never fucking get a chance. I mean, that's not to say, like, I don't want to spend more time on that shitty fucking desert planet. I hated that desert planet. Just take the whole desert planet and throw it into space. But, yeah, it's very, like, very similar problems. But I never re watch The Dark Knight Rises to find this out. Find out that it's not that bad a film. It's just a little bit uh, janky if I didn't have an excuse and the same goes for Batman vs Superman, the same goes for the justice league. So that's what slider cuts going to be for me. You, do you want to watch it in one fucking four hour Epic or do you want to watch it in six yeah. episodes or whatever the fuck they're talking about?
0: <laughs> that seems to be the rumor now at the moment, right? Is that it's not going to be, um, cause it's been released on HBO max over here, which is yep. a new streaming service. that's going live. I think next week. Um, right. And it's offering like a bunch of movies as well as new tv shows but they're saying that this could be set up so it's in sort of like a mini series and that would be weird i don't see that working i think that's the wrong way to go about it um i think what they need to do is release the the, the 3 hour thing that they're planning on doing I, like i don't think a lot of people have realized that uh because I'm seeing a lot of negativity surrounding it, being like, what's the point of this? Like, it's a bad movie. It's not going to make it any better if he edits it. It's like, that's not what they're doing. I don't think people realize that they reshot like 90% yeah. of that film when Joss Whedon came on board and rewrote it Um mm. because uh, Zack Snyder needed to drop out for, for personal family reasons, not because yep. of like issues on the production, just family problems, um, family issues. And so he's jumped in and rewritten parts of that script refilmed like 90% of it and then busted that thing out. And apparently the studio put it together like the cut. So it, again, like Joss Whedon wasn't part of that process. Um, Yeah. Right. So I think it's going to be a different film. Like it, it may yep. not have massive story changes, but I think like if you give two people a film and uh they've got five hours of footage to work with and they want to get it down to three hours, you probably end up with two pretty different films because um, they'll be using different edits or uh, different cuts, different um, angles, things like that. Uh, but in, like takes, in terms of know, this, like, yeah, different takes. But in terms of what they're doing like, here... Um,
1: what, what was I watching? I was watching something where... Uh, fucking... Oh, what was it? Oh, it's killing me. Whoever, like the the lead actor... Um, played it like he wholeheartedly. Ah, oh, fucking um, American American crime story. Mm. I was I was listening to um uh, our, our our very favourite movie podcast. Here's my movie, and uh, Nate, who's always on this fucking podcast, uh, whenever he can bear to lengthen it by four. Uh, a factor of four. Um, yeah, he was talking about how in, in American Crime Story, uh, the OJ Simpson story, uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. said he insisted on doing two takes, like two good takes, um, for every scene he was in. And in one scene, he would play it like OJ one hundred percent believed what was happening uh, that he that he'd done it, you know. And in one take, he absolutely had not done it Hmm. uh and he left it up to the the editors and the director to decide which one which takes they'd use and they clearly used different takes because you can never get a fucking read on the guy right which adds to how good that fucking series is it's definitely worth a watch um yeah that right if if you had two different directors with the same fucking footage, they would put together something entirely different. And Damn. every fucking actor does that, right? Like every single one. And then you've got fucking you got Henry Cavill with fucking mustache coming in for reshoots and stuff and <laughs> clearly, clearly not happy uh to be there and stuff. Like Yeah. Uh that would affect the different the the quality, the the changes, the delivery, and there's so much that you could do with that kind of stuff. So yeah. No, I 100% agree with
0: you. Yeah, and just to the, like, um, you don't know what he his film was. Like, we haven't seen that that film that he made. Yeah. There was talks about, like, massive changes in, like, Superman showing up in scenes he wasn't even supposed to be <laughs> and things like that. Uh, yeah. You know, with him being dead, I, obviously, in the lead up to that film. Uh, and so they changed a lot of it. I Like, I just, I'm curious to see what that, film looks like i don't know it'll be better but it's definitely going to be his original vision and the thing that all not not even that i mean at this stage it'll be completely different to his vision because it's been so long he doesn't have the opportunity to go back and do reshoots as far as i know probably not i mean (laughs) is is ben (laughs) affleck gonna come back and do reshoots he he probably get if he wanted to do henry cavill stuff um he's always said he's he's keen to do that um obviously they get gal gadot but um reshoots probably out of the picture the good thing is i guess is that they i was reading that part of this deal is between 20 and 30 million dollars to put into post-production which means they can finish all the visual effects for for his film um they could do things like uh, uh adr work um with some of the actors for getting their voice lines fixed and stuff like that so um I mean, Ben Affleck may not want to put on the suit again and do resuit shoots, but he could definitely do some ADR work if he, he wanted to. So, you're like, I, I'm definitely keen to see it. I, like you, I really liked the um the Batman versus Superman uh, extended cut or whatever they ended up calling it. I thought it was a much better film. And so, yeah. I'm keen to see what they did with what they, they want to do with this one because it felt too, um, too Marvel for me too much like they were chasing Marvel. Like very yep. like a very different f- feeling compared to what Batman versus Superman was. Um so yeah, I'm keen to see it. I, I yeah fuck the haters. We'll, we'll see what it's like. We'll see what it's yeah. like when it comes out. So
1: yeah. Yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um so uh while we're not talking about video games uh, yeah. uh The last dance is over now. Uh, everyone's watched it. This is the Michael Jordan documentary miniseries. Yes. Uh, Doc Documentary. 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 Uh, <laughs> Michael J- Jordan gets a handjob on uh, on camera for fucking <laughs> ten hours. I guess four weeks, five weeks. Yeah, five weeks. Yeah. <laughs> five weeks. Um, yeah. Uh, what'd you think? What'd you think after? at the end of it. Um yeah, I really liked it. It's a
0: good insight into um like the behind the scenes sort of stuff that you don't really hear about or get to see, like a yeah. retrospective on what it takes to win not just one championship but three in a row, <laughs> like a, a back to back to back. Um yeah. and then like all the drama in in the the background that's happening behind the scenes. Um, discussions with players and the beef that the players have with each other Um, at least back then that wasn't a thing that you could kind of get a lot of information about like they talk about it in the show and I don't, I don't know if you've watched interviews with some of the the players afterwards like your LeBron James's and things like that um, being like to them, Michael Jordan was a myth because he was someone you saw on TV, right? And in the newspapers or on uh, TV ads or um, merchandising and things like that, right? Whereas in today's age with social media, celebrities are everywhere. Um, Yeah. And so it's very different in terms of getting a look into their life. And I think that's what this sort of did, especially with like a lot of the problems that were happening with the organization and that sort of stuff. you know there's i remember i saw an interview in the last week i think they were talking to steph curry about it and like he was like i've got enough footage as well for like on my phone for that sort of thing but i don't think i put it out there because like he doesn't want to ruin relationships like that's the sort of thing that's really juicy and interesting to watch because you can kind of you get to see these teams perform and be um, at the top of their level for Years and years and years, but you don't get to see the what happens behind the scene, you know, the the beefs between all yeah. the players. So I dug it. I thought it was awesome. Really good insight. Um, obviously the 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 circle jerking nature of how MJ's treated is quite high up there. I do think they um there are definitely moments in there where they you know they flat out say he's an asshole. Like people didn't like him. There's um moments in there where they talk about like. Wow, he just trash talks everybody, um, and yeah, just team team members don't think he's a good person. You know, he gets in a fist fight with Steve Kerr at one stage, and ends up like Even a black Steve guy. Even Steve Kerr
1: plays that off though. Like that's <laughs> the thing, right? Like, hmm. but like, what about Horace Grant? Horace Grant comes out of that looking like a fucking prick. Does he? Doesn't he? I,
0: I don't remember. <laughs> He what was he was
1: George he Grant? was the he was the source he was the source for the tell all book. Ah, uh, right, Michael's spot. Yeah, right. That's horse shit. What the fuck is that shit? Yeah, but I think They're they not, addressed that Horace, in Horace, that. Horace, like at least they went to Horace, yeah. right, to get his side, but they didn't. Like it was basically just him saying no, it wasn't me. They didn't hmm. make it very convincing. Like, I mean, they'd have to go to the guy who wrote the book, right? And he's never going to tell you. They did go to the guy who who wrote the book. And he he said, I've got sources. I won't say who it was. Yeah, but that's Uh, what I'm saying. He's he's never going to tell you. He said he had two sources. Yeah. Like, I don't know, man. I don't know. Like, there's so much of it that that was annoying to me. It was so clearly, like, it was very obvious that MJ had final say on a lot of it. Yeah. Like I don't believe for a second that the flu game was him being poisoned on pizza. I do not believe for a fucking second. Why is that? It's fucking horseshit. Get the fuck out of here. So what? Six dudes showed up with a pizza and then fucking tried to poison Michael Jordan. And first of all, they didn't report it to the police. Oh, that's 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 not a good that's not a good line. But still, like, surely they would do that. Right, six dudes show up with a pizza and they're like, ah, who's going to eat it? Oh, Michael Jordan. Right, why didn't his two fucking best friends order it under their name? Oh, uh, yep, I'm going to need a pizza for uh, Michael Jordan. That's right, it's Michael Jordan, the fucking god of basketball. <laughs> uh, Yeah, just need a pizza. Um, Yeah, order it under Michael Jordan's name. Don't order it under fucking Larry Schnitzdorf or whatever the fuck his name is. No, <laughs> Michael Jordan. It's for Michael Jordan, so you better have it here fucking quick. Yeah. He loves his fucking pizza. But maybe but he paid for it. in the for morning. It. Huh?
0: He, maybe he paid for it because he's the, the rich millionaire. And he's like, oh, I need to give the guys my credit card over the phone. And so they credit cards in. Get the
1: fuck out of here. It was 1998. Like, oh, don't like do the that basketball shit. player.
0: And they're like, no, <laughs> the actual basketball player. See, that's how it played out.
1: <laughs> fucking... Get the fuck out of here That's just ridiculous Like there's no part of that story That fucking holds any water
0: I mean like, the, the part out of that holds water Is the
1: all the people they interview During that time What? That said and, Oh yeah Food poisoning That's the line That's the fucking line they give Yeah Good lord But that was like, there, there was rumours going
0: back A very long time ago I remember From mm. saying that it was food poisoning And this is the first time that He's admitted it.
1: It's horseshit. It's horseshit. Oh yeah, no. Like I've played the same fucking game. Fuck off. Fuck off with this shit. I've done basically the same thing. Oh yeah. Uh the reason that fuck. I literally have a story where I left a hotel room in a mess because we played Edward Forty. That's what he was doing. <laughs> Michael Jordan was playing Edward Forty hands with his bros. Right? And they left there. They were like, Fucking, I am cooked, cunts. <laughs> Must have eaten some bad pizza. Seven fucking dudes showed up and delivered me poison pizza. And I'm the only person who ate it. Nobody else got sick. Yep, that's what happened. I ate an entire pizza at three o'clock in the morning, the day before a big game, because that's mm. my fucking process, and it was poisoned. Get the fuck out of here, <laughs> get out of here! All
0: right.
1: Anyway, um, but like, I I really liked uh, like when when it was MJ talking about basketball stuff. I really liked it. When it was MJ talking about, or when it was other people talking about how he wasn't as big an asshole as it seemed. I didn't like it because yeah, it seemed really honest when he was like, "Uh, what was that like?" He had a line in, like, uh, about halfway through. They were going deep in on whether or not he was a prick or not. And so he's like, did I, like, did I lead people? Yeah. And sometimes when they wouldn't follow, I would would pull them along with me. Hmm. I would make them come. And that's what you have to do if you win a championship. And, like, that whole speech... I, like that, that was fucking good, right? That wasn't self, that wasn't justifying being an asshole. That was admitting to being a prick and saying. Because he, but he was also putting the work in. Like he wanted them to do had the same saying, thing. Yeah. Yeah. And they, and they, like, yeah, at the end of the day, they wanted to do it as well. You know, like they, they could have just fucking left. Like, yeah, that, that wasn't, that's not an excuse. That's admission without excuse. You know, and I like that. That was good. That was honest, right? But all the other stuff where it was like, oh, yeah, he was a really good guy and blah, 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 blah. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, we all know the millionaire story. He was a cunt. Fuck him. Um, He was a cunt's millionaire, anyway. I mean, it's not like a millionaire is, you know, the greatest human of all time, but like, he didn't have to be a prick to a millionaire. And he just was. It's not like they were playing basketball at the time. He's still a prick to him. Like he just sort of is a prick sometimes. He's kind of a cunt. Hmm. It's fine. I Admit to it. I'm kind of a cunt, right? It's because I've got that fucking. I'm the Michael Jordan of reviews, right? And I'm a cunt. It's fine. I'm, I've admitted to it. This is my documentary. Um, five hundred anyway. And seventeen episodes. <laughs> five hundred seventeen <laughs> of rambling nonsense. Ah. Uh, okay. <laughs> Anyway, uh Yep. Yeah, good stuff. Uh I did I like at the end I enjoyed it. But yeah. And so uh, one last thing, uh speaking of sports TV, etcetera, etc. Yeah, last week tonight, I don't know if you watched last week tonight with John Oliver. But last week tonight with John Oliver, um did a, an episode on how the coronavirus has impacted sports. And fuck it ticked me off that they didn't they didn't go into esports at all and I know you know it's not maybe not the audience but like if ever there was a time for that audience to fucking crop up and it is cropping up he spoke about how they were you know they were playing baseball and basketball on ESPN but playing the video game version they spoke about that for a sentence Uh, and then at the end he pitched uh, like that he had fully sponsored uh, this marble racing series, right? Yeah, and I looked into it, and it is by design random. Like the entire thing is by design random, and you like that doesn't mean that like they they try to set up storylines. Like the this is the, the creators of this series. They they try to set up storylines, but it is by design in RNG, which means that he's. He has equated the idea of of competition with luck, and it just fucking ticked me off. It just really annoyed me because there are people who are competing at the highest level in self isolation, and yet his idea of an alternative to sports is a fucking rolling It's fucking it's so fucking shit, man. Like that's it. Like I'm done. I'm no longer watching that. The I'm no longer watching his show. It's not just because of this. It's not just, oh, you should have said esports. Well, it's not just that. Like, obviously you should have. And I do think that there is a part of me that is like, there's like some sort of phenomenon. I can't remember what it's called, but there's this phenomenon where as soon as like someone in the newspaper writes about something you're keenly aware of, that's when the glass shatters. Hmm. Like, doctors doctors talk about how, you know, the moment a journalist writes about some life-saving medical procedure, they stop, like, the glass is shattered and they can't read the news anymore because they're like, if they describe doing medicine like that, what else are they describing without any real understanding of the concept? You know? Um... And I think that there's a little bit of that in this, you know, obviously he didn't, for whatever reason, they didn't care, like he, him and the, and the team on that show didn't care enough to dig into the idea of competition in social isolation to arrive at esports, uh, which is the correct fucking answer, not fucking marble racing. Uh, But, yeah, it makes me wonder how often that happens. You know, how often he fails to arrive at the correct place on a subject, either deliberately or accidentally. That and the fact that there's been fucking seven episodes in a row on on the coronavirus and all of them are about America's terrible fucking response to it. Uh, It's just depressing. I just can't watch it anymore, right? Australia... ...doesn't seem to be doing that bad at it... ...I mean we're obviously doing our best... ...to throw all our gains away at the moment... ...but like... ...yeah it doesn't like... ...I don't want to hear about what the fuck... ...America's doing with it... ...because they're like... ...Australia is sort of like... ...I don't know... ...if we were playing Warzone... ...Australia would be... ...like... ...sitting... ...in the centre of the circle like in a house in the centre of the circle waiting for the circle to, to close hmm. and then you know just sort of waiting it out right and making a couple of bad decisions maybe they you know they, they picked up a fucking a sniper rifle uh, and and a pistol and so they've got no fucking bid range or something like that and you're like ah, that might not 100% work meanwhile America has gone to the loadout drop and grabs two rocket launchers, and they've jumped on a fucking helicopter, and then they're they're now flying around trying to fly under bridges. That's their oh, zone no. plan. Is we're th- we're uh,
0: outside the, in the gas zone, throwing Molotov <laughs> cocktails at each other, being like, "I think that'll stop the gas from hurting us."
1: <laughs> yes. Yep. Yeah. that's it. Yeah. So I don't, I don't want to some hear of us all. are
0: inside the circle been looking out, being like, "What
1: the fuck are those idiots doing out there? What the <laughs> fuck is happening out there?" Yeah. Yeah. You know. um, so so yeah. I I, don't, I just don't want to watch that anymore. I don't want to do the latest update on that fucking train wreck. Um, so yeah, I'm done with them anyway. Uh, video games. Yeah, there's a bunch here. Uh, there is a bunch. There's some lots.
0: some VR stuff. I've been playing um, a bunch of vr games i might get into some of the ones that i've checked out um a fisherman's tale let's go with that first so you recommended this one um yep i think uh you played on not you didn't play it on playstation vr dude do you have a playstation vr no all right it's also a playstation vr game as well um it's basically a puzzle game where you play a, a fisherman who is i guess like a puppet um and it's a puzzle game where the perspective of your character, um, you're able to interact with objects and things like that, but you're set in a lighthouse and the lighthouse has sort of different layers and perspectives. So, um, if you kind of look up into the world above you, you can kind of see out what you're already doing. So it's like a scaled down version and it's kind of like looking, um, in layered boxes where things get smaller and smaller, but it's like a mirror type effect.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, And so you can do interesting things in this puzzle, like grab objects in the world, throw them outside of your box uh, of the room, and it will change this perspective of that item in your world again. It'll sort of duplicate it. So um, using these like mirrored versions of your, your own self in the world, and that allows you to solve puzzles in, your environment to get to the next
1: step to be clearer yeah uh you're in this lighthouse and one of the very early things you discover is a dollhouse version of the lighthouse that you're in and then if you take the roof off yeah which you you need to see there is a little yeah which is one of your early uh objectives you can see there is a little Puppet in there, and then if you look really closely, you can see that it mirrors every single thing you do. Yeah. And then...
0: And there's also a little lighthouse words. in that room, and yeah. it's doing... Like, it kind of just keeps looking in on itself. And that's yeah. where you can look up and then see a giant version of yourself moving around and the world. Yeah. And then above that, there's another... Like, it's just kind of this uh looping effect.
1: recursive. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, and so you use these... Um, puzzles to sort of solve uh, the levels that you've got. Um, for instance, uh, there's there's a moment where you find a little like crab, and he's looking for um, his hat and his yep. lifeguard sort of vest. And you can find these in the world, but they're normal sized, right? are regular sized, and it's not going to fit the crab. So you've got to be like, all right, well, how do I make it smaller? So what you do is you You've got to tinker with the perspective and, and shrink them down and eventually it'll fit on the actual little crab and that's how you progress with that puzzle. Sometimes you've got to make things smaller. Sometimes you've got to make things bigger. Um, and that's kind of one of the gimmicky things that the the game does for its main mechanics. Um, I enjoyed it. It's, it's, I think, a very simple puzzle game. I don't think I ever got stuck at all. Um, nope. It's I blasted through it in about an hour and 10 minutes, maybe about an hour at the most. Very, very short game. I think that's probably my biggest criticism of it is it's got a really cool idea, but it just doesn't yep. do much with it. Um, I would have had, liked to have seen it get a little bit harder and um, mm-hmm. sort of explore that idea of playing with the perspectives a little bit more because it kind of only does that at the start and then it sort of does away with it a little bit towards the end. Like, the very last puzzle is extremely infuriating. Like, it just doesn't make a lot of sense <laughs> at times. Yep. You're like, am I doing this properly? Um, yep. And it's a little bit clunky. Just, like, just in relation to how tight all the other puzzle, puzzles are, you kind of get to that one and you're like, this doesn't seem like I'm doing it right. But you are kind of doing it right. It's just really strange the way it's um, sort of put together. And so... Yeah, I I enjoyed it, but I just felt like it was really short. Um...
1: I think it took me ninety minutes. Uh, my like the reason I recommended it, I do think it is one of the like must-have VR games, right? Mm. Because I think uh, the perspective changing stuff is one of those only in VR type scenarios. Like you could do it flat screen uh, outside of VR, and I. Th- think it would be functional but when you are in that world present in that world it is like staggering it's such a staggering concept and i think that uh it's something what i got out of it a lot is that my wife really enjoyed it Hmm. she had a lot of fun with it uh and it's something that like opened her eyes to the power of vr i suppose yeah um which was good for justifying the $1,000 fucking headset that I purchased. Um, right. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, I, I don't think it's... Yeah, it, it could... I'd love to see, though, that idea utilized in a way that was more complex. Because mm-hmm. uh, that's definitely not what happened. Yeah. But, yeah. It was, um,
0: uh, And I guess having played The Room VR recently as well uh and that being i guess more up my alley in terms of the challenge that it offers um i guess that's why i kind of like that a bit more but i still appreciated what it was trying to do um because the room doesn't really like i said it doesn't really do much in terms of stuff that you could be like oh i really need vr to experience this like it definitely adds a a bit more to it but you you could still sort of play it on a different type of a d- device um so yeah just in terms of challenge i thought that the challenge aspect of the room vr is, is a lot better because i just breeze through um yeah a fisherman's town yeah. just so so quickly uh, and when it was over i was like oh did i <laughs> did i miss something or like do i need to go back and um collect the little orb things like yeah. It took me a while to figure out that you could actually extend your arm to to make it like longer to grab things as well. Cause at one stage I was like, I'm trying to grab something, but it was too far away. I had a lot a couple of issues oh, right where, yeah. with the teleporting yep. system not working properly. Um sometimes like it just wouldn't do anything, which was really strange. Um but yeah, it's still still fun to play
1: come to, I've I've come to accept a little jankiness in my uh VR games. Uh the first VR game I played wasn't uh Half-Life: Alex, so uh yeah, I uh I don't expect every game to be uh 100% flawless, some sort of sterile, tedious uh but you know, very polished experience. I you know, I I would trade uh in terms of, you know, for for VR, I would trade uh high minded idealistic uh ambition for uh i guess just boring run-of-the-mill shooter affairs anyway uh boneworks luke yeah what do you think I, of boneworks? So I boneworks
0: i don't like it um yeah i i um so i jumped into this the i, I don't know how it's just changed since you've played it um mm. how long ago did you play was it last year Sometime last year, yeah, right? On launch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, looks like they've done a a bunch of work to it. I don't know if there was a tutorial in the game when you played, but was there? Sort of. Yeah. You'd know if there was. Kind of. It's like an hour. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like right. it's the first level is kind of a tutorial, yeah.
0: Yeah. And I don't like the format of that, how it's set up. It's kind of like a sandbox walking from room to room clicking on buttons and watching TV screens to sort of tell you what you're supposed to be doing. Um, And it'll be like, I guess it's set out sort of like a museum where there's a room and it has a bunch of objects in it. And it could be um, just some blocks, but it's like, hey, here's how you can move these around or climb them. Um, And then there'll be TV there. You can hit the button. It'll tell you sort of how to interact with them or there'll be writing on the wall and that sort of thing. And then you go to the next room and it's like, all right, here's a series of, here's all the weapons in the game and how they work and how you can reload them. And then over on this corner, there's a bunch of things you can interact with for melee weapons. And here's a dummy. And then you go to the next room and it's like, here's here's a bunch of things you can climb on. And it just keeps going from like room to room. And I think that's poorly implemented. Like I want to, like when, when, when you get into a game and it's trying to teach you its mechanics, you kind of want it to, Give you a scenario or a situation where you should be using them, um, rather than just being an hour of just shit. That t- like the game is showing you in these rooms. It just I don't think it's designed very well um, in sort of like its its layout. And so, like, there's even aspects in the tutorial where you're like, I don't really know what it's trying to tell me to do. And and this came really apparent during uh, like the room where it's like here's how you can climb on objects or here's how to climb it yep like it doesn't i don't think it even told me how to climb you kind of just instinctively know like oh you know putting my arms up and whatever and and it's a room
1: what a bad thing that is
0: well no but it's got a room where there's one of those it's like a vertical wall that you can climb up in the middle is some monkey bars and then on the right hand side is um like a rail that is moving and so you can grab onto it and it kind of it's like a rope and it just keeps yeah. looping backwards and forth. And so but it doesn't explain how to do anything. So I um for instance this room, I basically um grabbed onto the monkey bars and was like, oh yeah I can monkey bar. But every time I tried to do it, my body's character would just start automatically like lifting himself up. Uh and then would sort of not be able to like when you think about a monkey bar you lift your arms up and you sort of swing your body across as you go. But my guy, what he kept doing was just lifting himself up and like getting stuck in between the bars. And I couldn't get him to stop doing that. Um, so there was, I gave off the monkey bars after about five or 10 minutes. And then I couldn't figure out how to actually climb anything. And so I went and watched a video on YouTube, which was the second or the first video on YouTube And it was a guy talking for like 20 minutes and teaching people how to climb because his basic instincts was the game does a bad job at telling you. Uh, And it was just him like for the first five minutes not being able to climb stuff. Um, (laughs) Like it just not working properly or being like, oh, sometimes you've got to press the jump button and then other times you've got to lift up your leg or you've got to move your arm in this specific position. Uh, And if that doesn't work, then try this. Um, And so I was... I, I went through, um, now I've, I've played a couple hours of it now, but like I've had situations where my guy will just let, it's like he's lost all will to hold on to this thing and it'll just let go all of a sudden. Um, or like his arm will just start shifting across and moving, or it'll just start lifting himself up without me doing anything. It's just it's, the climbing in the game is extremely janky. They've patched it. Uh, I looked and they patched it like, April mid April to make the climbing better I don't know what they did to make it better but uh it's not it's the is terrible in the game uh, in its current format like it's just it's one of the most jankiest things I've experienced in VR it just doesn't feel natural um and uh I've gone to a point where I, I can definitely
1: I disagree with that. I think it feels natural it just has you have to be extremely deliberate which I think I suppose, is a little unnatural uh, in that, you know, you you don't have to be extremely, you know, we're old enough and good enough and have, you know, used the monkey bars enough to, I could could monkey bar my way across without even looking at the fucking bars, right? Hmm. But in Boneworks, if I want to go across monkey bars, I have to look and be certain of my hand placement and then every move has to be deliberate right i do i think in that sense like once you are extremely deliberate in your hand placement and your movement it it feels very natural it's just unnatural to have to be as deliberate as y- you are but
0: but it's not the it's yeah. not the movement i'm talking about or the positions it's when you're doing things with your body and the game thinks you're like... Like your body just automatically starts bouncing up and t- up and down. Like I was hanging onto a rope at one stage. Not moving. And my guy is like bouncing. And I'm like, I don't know why you're bouncing all of a sudden. And so I try and cr- climb this rope. And I grab onto the edge. And like, he- again, he's like bouncing up and down. I'm like, I'm not moving anything. Like, why am I bouncing everywhere? And then you go and watch these videos. And there's people being like, oh, if this starts happening, then you've got to put your arm at this angle. And it's just like that doesn't feel good at all. And I, I think it's not implemented properly. I think it's badly done. And by watching these videos, the top videos on YouTube and people being like, oh, this is how you should be doing it. The game doesn't do a great job. Like you saying that, oh no, I think it's not, I think you're wrong is <laughs> that's you're like, uh, like it's like a cop out. It's, it's, not, it's not done well. It's not a good implementation of its climbing
1: system. It's very interesting to hear you say this Right, because you're giving me endless amounts of shit about how I was not playing fucking Half Life Alex correctly, right? Uh, Because you didn't have any fucking problems with Mm. a whole array of fucking systems, right? And yet, this is the fucking reverse of that. I didn't have any fucking problems with BoneWorks climb, like there are videos of me online. You can go like if you search uh, Joby Jojo BoneWorks. On Twitter, there is a video of me literally climbing over the top of, of like, a room, cir- like, completely circumventing the natural progression path for that room just by climbing up some girders and across the fucking top of the roof, uh, across the ceiling, so that I don't have to solve the puzzle. Instead, solving it via climbing, right? Because I got to a point where I was extremely capable at climbing in that game. Like, hum, unbelievably capable at climbing in that game. That, to me, indicates that I had clearly mastered the system, right? But, at the same time, your complaints indicate that there must have been something different going on. Something that wasn't happening to me, Right. I don't know that that means that, I mean, I'm not saying you're doing it wrong. I'm saying that you, like, there is something in that that must have gone wrong, right? So if you're saying it's a, it's a bug or if the system's not implemented correctly, fair enough, right? But I'll throw it back to you, Right the fucking system for sliding the fucking chamber on the pistol in Half-Life Alyx is also not implemented correctly, which is a thousand times worse because fucking Valve invented VR, right? I don't like, think it is an so much properly. Worse.
0: You never brought that up once until Nate brought it up the other day. Your problem that you had was the reloading of pulling clips in and out yeah. of your backpack.
1: Pulling clips. No, that's because the slide was low down on the list of issues I had with the fucking guns in that game. Hmm. Right, like it was. I just don't think the guns work very well for original OG Vive in Half Life Alex. Right, I right. do not think that they they accounted for OG Vive users. Well, here's my well next complaint:
0: the, the 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 gun mechanics in uh, the shooting mechanics in BoneWorks are great; they're really good. The uh, yeah. interacting weapons is terrible. The amount of times I've gone to pick up something in the world and it's pulled ammo into my hand, I'm like. Oh, cool, I've got another fucking slot of ammo in my hand. Or I've tried to grab, like, a weapon out of my... um, Sorry, I've tried to put a, we- a weapon into my uh, backpack slot or uh, your holsters, and it has just fallen, even though I've got the haptic feedback that's told me, like, it's there. It's like, 80% of the time, I reckon, I try and pick up an object that's on the floor that it tells me I'm picking it up. It'll grab, like, ammo. I'm like, all right cool like that is <laughs> so groundbreaking when you're trying to you're in the middle of a fight and you're trying to do all this stuff or even if i'm just climbing like the amount of times it's happened where i'm trying to climb something and i'm like looking down at the ground or like pushing my like trying to push my hand up and is the dude is grabbing ammo and i'm like no stop grabbing ammo like that's not what i want it's infuriating to me that felt like the same problem you were having with um uh what's it called like the reverse of Half-Life where you were trying to grab stuff and it just wouldn't work. But this time it's telling me it's working, but the opposite is happening. Like, I don't know why that was going on. Um, So that was extremely janky. I don't like the way the levels are set up. It um, it doesn't feel like, it feels like puzzle rooms to me that are sort of joined together um, extremely unnaturally. Like you talked about how there was no save system in there. I don't understand how there was no save system. It just doesn't make any fucking sense to me. The level is so long, even with the save system in there now, it's still too fucking long. Um like I've had points where I'm like I want to go do some other shit and like I need to I need to find a save point. That that stuff is stupid. The the way that you bring objects with you, there's I don't know if you've seen it now. There's like a save save system where you grab onto it, it saves and next to the save point is like a podium that you can put items onto and it'll save them for you. So if you've got Mm -hmm. a box that you want to keep for your next save point, you need to put the box on the save point and then it'll be there next time. That's fucking dumb. Um, When you get to the uh, the end of the levels, there's these reclamation chambers. I'm making that up uh, where you can put items into the box and that allows you, as far as I can remember, you can bring them into the sandbox mode for later um and create your own levels and that sort of thing so sometimes in the level you'll find like a one of these little bouncy orbs like it's like a bouncy ball and inside of it there's an object could be like a chair or a computer desk or something like that and you can take that um take it to one of these reclamation chamber things throw it in there and then that'll be available to use in your sandbox mode right why is this why is that a thing why is it not just you can pick it up and you can use it or just let me walk to the end of the level and walk through the door that i can't take my weapons through anyway and just have it dump it all in there why do i have to sit there find this fucking thing and throw all my items in there do you what's have the point that?
1: to do the sandbox thing no but I what's the point don't worry like tell me from what, a game
0: design decision why is that good
1: I don't know. I don't know. It's I don't dumb. Know it, right? So much of what you're complaining about, I actually complained about. If you go back and listen to the fucking two Boneworks episodes, I complained about all this shit. Right? I didn't say Boneworks is a flawless fucking game. Right? I never said it was the fucking perfect VR experience. I said there was fucking tons wrong with it. And I love it despite it. Right? Mm. I love it despite how unbelievably janky it is. It's extremely it janky. it has ambition. Ambition, Luke. It's that thing that Half-Life Alex lacked that old Half-Life games possessed in spades. No, BoneWorks is like fuck. I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna reach for the stars, and maybe maybe I'll fall short. But I'm gonna fall short on on a cloud instead. You know, like I'm not gonna fucking reach it, but I'll fucking I'm gonna try anyway. I'm gonna try anyway. Half-Life Alex is like, well. The lesson here is never try. Like, though, I'm just going to fucking... I'm going to aim for the middle. I'm going to do just the fucking bare minimum. Three enemies at a time. Uh, Everyone takes three fucking headshots for some dumb fucking reason. How good is shooting cunts in the head and watching them fucking drop, right? And you're like, fuck yeah, I nailed that headshot. The guns I'm using still
0: takes two bullets.
1: Why? Why are you using that gun? then?
0: Uh, I think it's the... I've got three guns now, I think, that I've used, right. and they've all taken at least three shots to kill them, so they might have changed that.
1: Maybe. The that I think the done. only
0: time... Uh, no, I'm trying to think. Like if I, if I hit him in the back of the head, does it work? Because sometimes I've been doing it in the front of the head and they get back up. Um, It's definitely oh, taking at yeah. least two.
1: No, there was definitely, a, but they fall down, right? And you just. I mean, they fall down, but they get back up again. Off. It's fucking rad, right? Like that's that's also rad. Like walking up and fucking executing cunts. That's sick, right? How good is oh, I'm out of ammo. Guess I'll hit people with melee. Oh no, that's too far. That's no, can't use melee in a game. Uh, universe that was built around fucking crowbaring fucking things to death. No, can't do that. That's coming in the sequel. That's that's too difficult. Can't use melee. <laughs>
0: um, uh... I, 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 I dig that there is melee. I don't like the weight of the stuff. The it doesn't feel one to one. Sometimes it feels very floaty. Um, when you pick up crates, like there's ammo crates you can pick up and you like throw them against a the wall and they'll drop ammo, or you can bash them with a um, a hammer or a crowbar or whatever it is you've got a mallet, like it just does the weight of it doesn't feel right like when i hit something with a mallet i want it to break and sometimes it takes like two hits or three hits there's points where like i pick up a box in half life you pick up a box right and you fucking throw it on the ground it hits the ground it feels weighty and it breaks in this i pick up a box i throw it on the ground and it feels like i'm doing it in slow motion and it hits the ground and it doesn't break and i pick it up again and i throw it and it hits the ground it doesn't and like third time it breaks it finally breaks that's the same with like most of the weapons in the game like you, that you, you hold to me something as well and you that was hit happening it to me in Half-Life. It definitely didn't. It <laughs> it did. Like stuff it in Half-Life did. feels like it has weight to it. You, you pick it up and it's got some, you know, you're hitting this thing, you can feel it. Whereas in Boneworks it just feels like everything I'm grabbing is just in like slow mo It's not like doing 1 to 1 ratio. I can definitely still hit things with it. Um it's just not like, using, on par. You're talking
1: about the fucking sledgehammer? You're talking about the sledgehammer? Sledgehammer. No, no the, the hammer. Sledgehammer.
0: I've used the hammer. Hit,
1: just the one handed hammer. Yeah. Again, there's a video of me like hammering cunts to death. Like fucking old boy shit. Like old boy in the hallway shit. That's fucking amazing. How the fuck? Like, that's. It's not like I was like fucking. I don't know. You, slow-mo fucking hammering cunts, so I was like fucking <laughs> well, I don't know, maybe hammer, hammer, they've hammer. changed
0: it it's not one-to-one anymore it feels like it's it's floaty now um, yeah, and, and the way the, the levels are joined together uh, um, it just feels strange, like I don't know what I'm doing at the moment, it's just I'm kind of going from one level to another, there's no uh, storyline as far as I can tell, it feels like a Gary's Mod game or like a um like a game someone got a game engine and built a mod around it, like there's open areas and just like um just weird decisions in terms of the level design, just stuff like that. I'm like this it just doesn't feel like a game to me. it feels more like a sandbox, and maybe that's where they've kind of gone wrong with it. They should have spent more time fucking around like making these scenarios trapped or puzzles. in the
1: corridor and then you know you come into a room and there's like a billion fucking trip mines and you're like yeah i guess i'm in a trip mine room uh if i close this door if i throw something in there and close the door real quick ah uh, i still get exploded even though i'm behind the door yeah cool okay great uh that's that's the classic valve game design that i was looking for uh I guess I'll just very carefully disarm all these fucking trip mines real slowly Mm. and then I'll go to another corridor and I'll walk through this corridor and then there's three enemies for me to kill. Then I'll go to another room and there's some trip mines and then I'll go to another room and there's three enemies for me to kill That's better. It's just, you know, it's a good linear corridor shooter, zero ambition, you know, not really trying too hard.
0: They, I mean, but you're complaining because Valve released a game five, four months, was it four months? Four months after Boneworks, and you're like, oh, I've already seen this elsewhere. It was fucking broken as shit, but they've already done it before. Like, that's your major complaint about it. And I don't think that's It was broken as shit,
1: it was broken as shit, Wildly ambitious on a much larger scale, right? Broken as shit in the same fucking ways. Right? Like if Half-Life Alex is gonna come out, maybe it could have at least been not as broken as shit, I suppose. If it's hmm. gonna be a pared down lamer version of fucking bone works, maybe it could be more significantly more polished. You know? If it's gonna be utterly unambitious. Uh, compared to Boneworks uh and buy a studio with infinitely more money, right? On a on a scale of of fucking money that you cannot even fucking fathom. Indie game developer Whatever they're fucking called, uh that team, versus Valve right? Maybe Valve could have put out the fucking tits of VR games uh instead of fucking a linear corridor shooter, essentially the equivalent of virtual cop. Mm. Uh well I don't know. No. Like
0: I feel like the the majority of people have really enjoyed uh, uh Half Life Alex and from what I can see the experience I've had in Boneworks has been replicated by the content creators of the, that are putting stuff out there and are saying that there's some of these mechanics are broken. Here is how you can get around it, and also by them. I don't know how many times they've tried to fix fucking climbing in it by by putting patches and trying to improve it. Like it's obviously still an issue. So, like I, I've not seen anybody else say they've had problems with with reloading in Half Life other than other let's, than you. Like let's let's have a being able to grab.
1: Oh what what about what about Nate Nate's had problems with it
0: No, he said he hasn't had problems with reloading just the he keeps clicking his things together he just
1: can't he can't slide the fucking chamber that's It's like not a my fault He's mentally challenged to me. it sounds and he like can't a problem figure with out, reloading.
0: how how are you look here's my controls hmm. how are you hitting them? what is he doing Is he doing How does he reload a fucking gun?
1: Here's our controls right? Is that how you reload a gun? That's how you slide the slide. By smashing them together? That's because you can't fucking back see, them? You can't see them. You can't see the backwards? big fucking circle things on top of the fucking controllers and your hands down here. So you try to fucking slide the slide. That's exactly what happens. That's 100% what happens. Not once I've like, my controllers together. not give a fuck about people who were using the controllers from the original fucking... Like... System. They but hasn't, hasn't like he... he isn't like, well, Nate maybe using like the brand One, new
0: Cosmos creep. thing or whatever it's
1: called? He's on the Cosmos, but he's still got fucking Vive controllers. He doesn't all have right. Index controllers. Anyway... Uh, so he's yeah. challenged so, with his hands- so hand abilities. Go. Instead of YouTube videos, <laughs> uh, basing all your, your theories on YouTube videos, how about you base your theories on the experiences of two people that you talk to every day... Who have both had fucking reloading problems. But that said, maybe like, have you have you tried Googling to see if people have problems trying to climb in Half Life Alex?
0: No, oh, no. Why would I? No, because it wouldn't come up with climbing? any.
1: Because you can't climb in Half Life Alex. Because, oh, what are you climbing? Letters. What? Your whole. You point at a fucking ladder and then fucking warp up the top. No, oh, you can climb the my ladders. Bad. My bad. You,
0: you, no, you used warping, that's why. You were warping everywhere. You can climb
1: stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like that Yeah, a ladder. You don't climb actual things. There's no actual climbing. Well, there's right? no Nobody had any in problems because they didn't fucking just try to jump. I'm it so shocked up. I'm so shocked that nobody there's no tutorials to do it. Basic things in fucking Half-Life Alex because you don't do anything in Half-Life Alex. You fucking walk down a corridor. What fucking problems would people have apart from fucking reloading a shit gun? That's about it. Like that's about the only thing you would have a problem with in fucking Half-Life Alex. Hmm. Anyway. Anyway, I said I. I think what I like the most about this is that I predicted all of this. I, I said all of this was going to happen. I said you were going to play Half-Life Alyx first, and then you were going to go play Boneworks, and you are going to fucking hate it. Right? I 100% said that. And I said that the reason everyone fucking loved Half-Life Alyx is because, for the majority of them, it was their first VR game, and they were playing on the best possible hardware. Because anyone who had a, game out, a review out at fucking Embargo was using Index stuff... The Valve sent them, and I'm not saying under any circumstances. Am I saying that they were bribed by Valve with two thousand dollars worth of hardware? What I'm saying is they were playing under the best possible fucking circumstances, and Valve literally only gave. They didn't give. They wouldn't give me a copy. They wouldn't come to the like. I've got VR stuff. I could have reviewed Half-Life Alex prior to embargo without an index using hardware I'd purchased myself. But they wanted it reviewed on an Index, and I'm a fuck to say it, I think they didn't want it reviewed on an OG5. That's what happened. I think 100%. They didn't want someone who was well-versed in VR to review Half-Life Alyx. So what they did was they sent out... Indexes and they they gave people the best possible experience and I'm not blaming them for doing that I'm not criticizing them for doing that all I'm saying is what happened is the first VR experience people had was Half Life Alex and now when they go back right they'll have had a very polished experience in Half Life Alex right Half Life Alex on Index at least and they will go back and play other games and they will be underwhelmed right because what they will get is games from Smaller, much smaller companies doing their best with systems that they haven't yet mastered and yet are doing unbelievably more interesting things. And I think VR is a platform where interesting things trump high amounts of polish. I would prefer to play the, uh, the janky-ass praise of this world than the hyper-linear last of us's i've I i've not
0: seen anything that boneworks is doing so far that i would be like oh that's impressive like it's got shooting it's got the melee and climbing that's about all i've seen from it in the couple hours that i've played and, right. and half, half that stuff is not working that have climbing? sorry
1: other games that have climbing that you've seen
0: yeah i've like i talked about this when I think the last thing you played, like, I've uh, done climbing in, um, what was it, Blood and Truth had it in there where you climb stuff, the PlayStation VR game. Like, it's not, and that was released last year. So technically, maybe Boneworks should have done better climbing if it was done better elsewhere.
1: I haven't played Blood and Truth. Can't use that examples of games that I haven't fucking played. And had great ridiculous. shooting. I'm sure it doesn't have the same Jackie. fucking, I'm sure it doesn't have the same fucking climbing system as fucking Boneworks though.
0: Um, lastly on boneworks the loading times uh yeah highness uh, fucked the um i thought the game had crashed at some one stage i didn't know uh what was going on i was kind of just standing there being like what the fuck is happening um and i legitimately thought it had crashed i turned around and that's when i saw the boneworks loading sign i must have been standing there for about 45 seconds or something um but yeah, even then, like loading from section to sh- section, it still takes ages uh, to load into a a level or the next thing you go on into. Um, even the the checkpointing system when you if you die or something like that, the amount of times it has loaded me back into a level and I'm facing the wrong way, and then I've started running down the wrong hallway, like oh, I'm going back to where I was, because. I've just not realised it's put me facing the wrong way, um, is annoying. And then me getting like forty seconds down a corridor and being like, "Is this is this the right way I should be running, or was I supposed to be going the other way?" Oh, okay, yeah. Just I don't know why it's doing that. It's it's fucking annoying. Um, but anyway, I'm definitely going to keep playing it just to see where it goes, and then hopefully, because uh, I really like the to combat the shooting. You're
1: not going to like how it ends.
0: Oh, probably not. No, it'd be fucking terrible. Um,
1: oh, it's, <laughs> it's... It's it's a really bad ending. It's yeah. a really bad ending. Uh, but it before you get to it, um, you have to climb for about 200 metres mm. straight up. And when you fall, you have to start it all over again. Yeah. It's awful. I, I wouldn't... When you get to the giant wall, just go watch the ending on YouTube. I, I think.
0: Yeah. Because I like the fact it's that it's got it. a um uh I don't know what you'd even call it, but you can press a button on your control stick and it lets you crouch to a specific height, but you can also like go on your tippy toes, um, which is pretty interesting. Uh I don't know if it's going to affect anything gameplay wise. Um I guess it just means I don't have to get on the fucking ground to crouch anywhere. But otherwise, it's still a bit weird. Sometimes I'll be running around and I will accidentally press it in the middle of a fight just because my brain is trying to do so many things at once. Or I'll accidentally hit it while I'm trying to turn or something like that. And my guy will just start crouching or I'll be on the floor or something like that. Um, but I still think it's interesting that that is a thing you can kind of do. You know, I haven't seen that before on any of the other games that I've played. Um yeah, I, I like I dig the shooting. I think like the shooting range, getting to play all those guns and like reloading, um, feels pretty good. Like the actual weapons, like putting the clip into the gun and then pulling the thing. Like I haven't had any issues with that. Uh, it's the only problems I'm having is getting the fucking ammo, um, out of my pocket. Just every time I try and do something, it's sort of I'm looking down. It keeps thinks I'm grabbing it, or if I try and put something in my bag, like it just doesn't. It'll just fall on the ground. I'm like, all right. And so the the easiest way, the solution I've found to doing that is you can press a button on the controller and bring up the actual inventory and just drag whatever you've got into that thing. Um and you can pull it, pull it out. So I don't know why that isn't working properly. It, it's just super frustrating. Anyway, I'm I'm just not I'm not feeling it. It's just way too way too much jank for me. It is probably the jankiest VR game that I've Ever played um, so far? All right. Uh, what else do we have here? Um, oh, Tetris Still Effect. Yep, Tetris Effect. I um I downloaded Tetris Effect. There's a giant sale on the Epic Game Store at the moment, where you can get like fifteen dollar or is it ten dollar um coupons vouchers off the games, and so you can buy a bunch of games. So I bought Tetris Effect for five bucks. And uh this is the VR version as well. So you can if you've got a, a VR headset, you can fire it up um and play Tetris Effect in VR. And I'm not sure if you've had a chance to play this at all in VR or just Tetris Effect.
1: Yeah, I've played Tetris Effect. I
0: yeah. Guess. In VR?
1: It's awesome. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, it's really good. It's um very trippy, I guess would be the word, like playing a yeah. Tetris game in uh the worlds, like it's like a 3D world you are kind of sitting in and they do all these awesome effects like as you get more and more lines completed it's uh the, the the backgrounds and the things around you start to change and then you get to a point where you hit the level um like the maximum lines that you need and then that'll switch you over to like a brand new world and and the campaign is like four or five different levels um four or five different worlds per sort of bundle that it throws at you and uh generally they're about ten minutes long each each one that I've played so far.
1: A few moments later.
0: Okay, cool. We're back. Um Discord just crapped itself for half an hour, 20 minutes. But they fixed it, hopefully we don't drop out again. Um anyway, so as I was saying a Tetris Effect, it does this uh great job of sort of um changing the environments as you progress through levels and uh does like its neat thing with the soundtrack as well, where sometimes it'll just have like this mellow soundtrack playing, but the things you're kind of doing in the game will affect what it's playing, its notes as, and things like that, um, like making its own music. So that's 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 pretty cool. Uh, but generally, just the like it's Tetris as far as I can see at the moment. I'm sure it gets wackier and crazier as you get further and further in, uh, but it feels really great. I'm playing it with a controller and my headset on. Um, which seems to work pretty well for the most part. I think you can play it with your uh, VR wands.
1: controllers, but yeah, I play it standing with the wands. Yes, right. Yeah, no. I decided to just use my controller
0: mainly because the um the controller has the directional buttons, and I'd rather use them as opposed to an analog stick to or a directional stick to move around and that sort of thing so yeah anyway I'm digging it it's really good I keep playing through that campaign and hopefully get to the next bit because I'm sure there's more more to come um hmm. all right uh, anything else you want to it's talk about it's a very about? zen game we'll keep going about uh VR stuff
1: yeah keep going VR
0: VR Star all Trek VR, Bridge all day Group. let's
1: go Star Trek Bridge Crew yeah
0: I wanted to check this out for a while i mean trying to drag Nate into it you have seemed pretty on board uh yeah, Nate doesn't say he's interested just because he's a Star Wars nerd. And how dare he?
1: He's very much from the the school <laughs> of thought that you can only like one or the other. I think yeah, you know the old school console wars: Xbox versus PlayStation, Star Wars versus Star Trek. Mm. Uh, I don't know, Lord of the Rings versus Game of Thrones. Fucking, you know, one or the other binary choices back. You know, you don't can't love both type thing. Yeah. Uh, what if George finds to... out I've been mean, in Star Trek? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, he uh he doesn't, doesn't go in. I mean it's it's pretty weird how how often that is has cropped up, right? Like if if you look at if you look at popular culture, that divide is very much there. Like mm. I, I can think of I can think of shows that regularly reference one and not the other like on purpose like mm-hmm. uh Futurama right like went out of its way to avoid um referencing Star Wars except in I think like two cases uh but was all in on Star Trek you know like even had the entire original cast uh on and stuff and uh characters and sort of like looks yeah and all. Yeah. Um Yeah, I think I, I just find that pretty weird. But anyway, I I've never I've never really bought into that philosophy. I, I don't care too much for Star Trek, but I can't appreciate it for uh what it is, you sure. know. Uh, I don't I don't I think Nate might be goofing about. It. I think he just doesn't want to play Bridge Crew to be honest. Yeah. I don't know. Um- but yeah, anyway. So we,
0: we checked this out. This is one of the very first sort of, um, I guess, publish, publisher-focused VR games that were put out. Like Ubisoft pretty got on board with this one pretty early. Um, so that's kind of cool. Yeah. But otherwise, it works uh, quite simply. You are part of a Star Trek bridge crew where you take on the role of, um, I think there's one of four at the moment in the game. There's sort of like an engineer, tactical, captain, And what's the other one? Driver. Uh,
1: What's the driver's name? Helm. Navigator? Navigator. Let's go with Navigator. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I don't don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah. Anyway.
0: Anyway, so you can choose these different roles that you can... um, that you can jump into each one has like a panel in front of them that gives them uh, a bunch of information or different commands they can do. And so like the tactical person is able to fire weapons and scan, um, uh, scan ships or other things that are out there, uh, beam up people from uh, wherever the thing is they're scanning. Whereas the the navigator that <laughs> that's going to get me, I don't know I can't remember what it is, <laughs> the flying person Uh, whatever. Um pilot? It must be helm. It is helm. I've just looked it up. It's Helm. Um so the pilot can, yeah, hit the warp button, move around, that sort of stuff. And then you've got your um engineering person is able to divert power to certain subsystems. So like um if you're in a, a dog fight and you don't really need to be using like your warp engines or as much um of your engines, you can sort of divert power away from engines, put them up into uh phases so they they're able to recharge quickly things like that i mean your captain is able to um give orders and select like where you're navigating to um i I don't really know specifically what sort of things you were doing because you're the captain but each sort of role has their own sort of different things that they're able to accomplish and have to communicate with other team members to uh, to complete a task um and so you, you kind of jump in. There's a, a brief tutorial that is about um, it's about 30 minutes, about five minutes per, five, 10 minutes per uh, person. And then you can jump in and do a bunch of campaigns. And each campaign is like a different sort of mission with uh, objectives. And uh, you could try and complete them or fail them, I guess. And so we jumped in, you and I, um, and mm. just played as a, a duo um, through a campaign. And Although there's only two of us, there are also two AI uh, people with us and you can take yep. over their positions at any time during the game or you can kind of just let them do their thing and uh, as, a, as a captain, give them orders and they'll they'll be able to play out their role, I guess, I think. That's kind of what's going on. Anyway, um, yep. what did you think? What did you think as, as being captain maybe... What do we call you, Captain Job? It wasn't really Captain Job. It was a bit it was a, it was a bit janky, but uh,
1: Commander, 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 Jobo. Um Yeah, I uh I don't know, man. It seems a little too basic. Right. You know, like I mean this there's, there's certainly not a lot for the captain to do. It's basically relaying information. Uh Play like objectives, yeah. um, and then yeah. Otherwise, I switch seats to go do actual stuff. Um, and so, yeah, I can't imagine what it would be like with four players, right? Because I'd be just sitting there, not even able to switch seats. I'd just have to sit there and give commands. Yeah. Um, I like it was fun in the sense that. Co op games are fun, right? Every mm-hmm. game is better in co op. Um, but I don't think. I mean, what was it? 11 bucks or some shit? Like, it was worth yeah. 11 bucks, I'd say. I think it was like uh, 70% off or something. Yeah. Uh, it wouldn't be worth the full price. That's insane. Um, I just. I, th- I don't think it captures what I believe to be the essence of Star Trek. And I don't think commanding a starship is necessarily Star Trek, right? Like, I don't really spend a lot of time commanding a starship they're not like going into the nitty gritty of I think fucking what's that galaxy quest may hmm. have dived deeper into the actual piloting of a starship than Star Trek really did uh in that scene where they're trying to navigate they're trying to drive the thing out of the hangar at the yeah fucking and he star, like scrapes it, it out uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> great movie by the way um like yeah I I don't know man like it's just, and then yeah, it's sort of it sort of goes where you know I get told there's there's an incoming transmission, and then the incoming transmission tells us to do something uh and if the three other players were listening at all, they would know what had to be done right there there wouldn't be like there's there's no need for a captain. Right? The I think the the captain roll is there for everything outside of hmm. like for broader strategy, not for fucking minute to minute hey, this is what you should be doing. And I don't think there's anything in that game that really fulfills the need for that broader strategy. Correct. Right based on our playtime, obviously we only played the uh, one um, the one mission so the, yeah, i don't know how mission, it sort yeah.
0: of evolves but I, to me it maybe seems like a um spans wildly but like it could it could have that uh what's that game called oh man um shut up and everyone dies or something like that Oh, or, yeah, yeah, or, yeah. Or, or where like one person is in charge and has like the instructions and they're communicating to everybody like, these are the things yep. we need to do. That's a little bit like what I felt with your role because I don't, I didn't know what we were supposed to be doing. Like, you're getting all the information of, like, we need to go to this ship and avoid the mines and we need to transport all these people. Like, you're telling us what we need to do. And so you'd be like, oh, we need to go to this star system. All right, so now we need to jump over to this role um, we need to get power to warp drives, so the engineering person needs to sort that out. Helm officer needs to turn the ship around to get, you know, in 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 the right position. And then we take off. We get to a point. We need shields up because we're going into a fight. Or there's mines everywhere. Um, and like you're relaying objectives and things we're supposed to be doing, and we don't really know what we're doing until you tell us what right. we're doing. <laughs> Um, so I don't know like having played that one mission maybe it it gets more complicated as things go on and there's more tough decisions to be made like there was interesting decisions I thought in that mission in terms of we didn't realize or maybe you didn't know that you could but we were um, trying to save uh, I guess this ship and we should have been beaming people on board like rescuing them I don't know if you had that as an objective or that was just something we could have done and that to me is interesting. Like you as a captain being like, all right, we need to get the survivors off the the thing that's gonna explode. Or do we focus on destroying this other thing first? Or um that stuff, that sort of stuff, like uh like black or white consequences that are or, or gray area decisions that you can kind of make on the fly as a captain would be yeah. more interesting, I guess. But ha- having not yeah. played any other missions, I don't I don't know how deep it gets in terms of that sort of stuff.
1: It just see, it didn't seem like there was much <clears> in the way of, like, room for us to do stuff outside of what was immediately available. It's not like when you're piloting the ship, you're not mm. really doing all that much. Like, it's so like piloting a ship in Elite Dangerous or some shit where you're, no. like carefully navigating asteroid field or something. You just sort of...
0: We, we did nearly run into an asteroid. <laughs> no.
1: That That is true. I think so we was, warped through it. <laughs> yeah, I think we did. We did well. Uh, um, yeah, I think it also didn't help that I refused to do the tutorial missions. So I didn't learn how to do any of the roles. Uh, so... <laughs> yeah. It was uh, like I, I'm man,
0: captain, man. and we needed to go somewhere. And so you're like, I'm captain, but now I'm driving. And then it's like you in the yeah. driver's seat being like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm going back to being captain. <laughs> I don't know how to
1: turn. I don't yeah. know how to turn. It's I mean, it's like that scene like-
0: in in uh, because I watched it recently, Demolition Man, where where he gets into the front of the the future car. He's, he's like, I'm driving. Oh, yeah. He gets in the front, and then he sees it, and he's like, Actually, you
1: drive like that time. <laughs> you know, speaking of demolition man. Holy sh- like Dennis Rodman is a fucking baller. That's what I learned from the last dance. That dude is a baller. That dude defines the concept of baller. That's like he was so fucking good at what he did that he could disappear <laughs> For two days to go, be on fucking RAW uh, on the WCW or whatever it was at the time. I, I guess NWR, uh, NWR yeah. considering it was Hollywood Hogan, um, and and like just that the team would be like during yeah. the finals, <laughs> Rod Zilla's back. <laughs> yeah, like holy shit, that dude's a baller. He's amazing. Holy shit. I don't shit. think that would like,
0: pass today, though. That would not hold up today. <laughs> oh, hell no.
1: Hell no. Uh, um, but yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, like, I yeah, I had fun, but I, I have to wonder how much of the fun I had can be attributed to playing with you as opposed to the fun facilitated by the game itself, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't know. I like I'd, I'd definitely be keen to jump in and check out more and see cuz I know they I added would, like expansions and things.
1: I'd be keen to check out more if we could get a full crew going. Yeah. Uh it's just it it's simultaneously too dull as captain with just one other person and a little bit uh over like feels a little overwhelming. When, because the AI, they aren't really super capable, <laughs> right? But like they can't really, they don't do the minor adjustments that I think you need to to do mm. to make uh, that game work. They feel a little restricted, but yeah, I definitely play with full squadron. Apparently, you can play it without a VR headset as well now. Oh, okay. So
0: I don't know I with what VR. that experience. Is be yeah. like because mm. it's definitely fun to weird. sort of sit in there <laughs> just do yeah. yeah, stupid exactly. shit <laughs> that's what VR is all about um, yep. anyway Star Trek Bridge Crew on, uh, yep. on sale alright what else we have here I think these are a lot of your games now
1: Panoptic Panoptic is another VR game that you played very briefly uh, although you didn't play it in VR it's a uh, oh yeah Same room multiplayer game Where one person wears a VR headset And the other person is Does not And they play on the computer And it's, it's quite odd uh, It works very well I thought uh, Although you probably thought different I played using uh, Steam Remote Play So I think there was a bit of lag for you uh, But basically uh one person the person with VR uh is a giant eye and they're trying to like look for another player mm. uh, for the player and the uh, player not in VR is a tiny little person and they're wandering around this giant level like a maze. And the trick is yeah it's it's sort of amazing they're trying to get to these giant orbs and when they get to the giant orbs they activate them and then I think that kills the... The eye in the sky... Um... The... The trick to it is that... Uh... The... Let's call them the flat screen player... Uh... The flat screen player... Their character is identical to every other fucking character in the game world... And so... What you actually have to look for... Is either... The little... Like so there's... There's hundreds of these little people on the level... And you, like, it it's basically, as the VR player, you're standing in your room, and imagine if on your desk there was a, a world built up out of it, and you were looking on the desk at a 100 little people trying to work out which of these 100 little people was the bad one, hmm. right? And meanwhile, the player, uh, the flat screen player is that bad one and so the the bad one has to sort of like the idea for them is to mimic the actions of the um the little people while making their way over to the orb so they can activate the orb and kill the 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 eye in the sky while the eye in the sky is uh zapping the the little dudes the flat and hopefully the flat screen player yeah, if they zap the flat screen player, they win. Uh, I play it with you. I don't think it worked very well because it was uh, difficult, uh, it, like with lag. It was very didn't Look <laughs> natural and yep. uh, very pixelated. Uh, right. Uh, so yeah, that's not good. But uh, I play with my wife, and we swapped roles. Uh, um, and it was a lot better. Like she re- she really liked it. Uh, I liked it. Um, I think the... Lo-fi graphics... Do a really good job... Because... You know... You want it to be... You want... It to be quite plain as the eye... So that you can... Pick out what you're looking at... you want it to be quite plain as the... Flat screen player... Mm. Because you don't want to be too distracted and, and stuff like that the architecture in it is is fantastic and the sense of scale is is brilliant you know when you're the eye it is literally like looking down on ants and trying to work out which answers are and when you're the flat screen player you're in this giant world and you're wandering around trying to get to these orbs and uh i think it works really well it's it's pretty fucking cool um so yeah i uh I don't know. I, I I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I think it's, if you've got VR, it's well worth a try. I mm-hmm. love the idea of uh, splitting, like, in the same room VR type thing. You know, I, that yeah. other game you're talking about, Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes. No, whatever no, yeah, I got the name nearly right. Nearly. I got the gist. Uh, nobody Talk, I think you said. Nobody, nobody Talk talking, and Everyone, everyone Explodes. explodes or- <laughs> um <laughs> Like, but it's the same principle, you know. Uh, one person in VR and everyone else is not. Yeah, I think it. Uh, I think that's a really good idea. Um, yeah, I think I. Don't, I it's a cool little game. True. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's worth checking out if you've got VR. I um
0: I I, I like that. There's this. Um, I don't even know what it's called. The Steam the Steam system. What is
1: it? Where I can play? Uh, remote play together. Remote play yeah. on Steam.
0: Yeah, that's cool. That that's awesome. Like, um, mm. being able to play games with other people that don't own it. Uh, if you can yeah. get around the uh, technology issues or the, just the way latency works in general, then it'd be
1: pretty cool. I've got Scythe the digital edition, and apparently you can play that using Remote Play together. Yeah. Uh. I'd love to give that a shot with a couple of people, because um, obviously I only I need to. Yeah. I wonder if there's like a setting in um,
0: Steam that is determining how much bitrate it is sending on that or something. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm looking now. There, there's a bunch of options here. Right.
1: Yeah, I wonder if it's auto set for me or whatever. Maybe. Of Australian internet Anyway Cool yeah, Anyway What do we got here? We got Deep Rock Galactic I've been playing this uh,
0: We've talked about this before They
1: just recently Went to full launch Yeah But uh, we played it ages ago I remember I think we played it twice We gave it a couple of couple of Tries yeah. And uh, We 100% Couldn't work out What the fuck We were doing uh but now now that it's full out and uh playing it alongside uh so I was playing with uh dr e three money uh baz and uh Praetorian and uh playing it alongside them I jumped in uh, a little bit later uh so they'd already done a couple of missions uh it seemed like they had some idea of what they were supposed to do. The other thing that I think the other key thing that has changed is uh, they've retweeted um, the ammo situation. So remember when we first played, we were constantly running out of ammo. You're still constantly running out of ammo. But they've retweeted, uh, they've rebalanced Mm -hmm. how that works. So I think one of the key issues that we experienced... Uh, when we first played, was I distinctly remember we did this big, long mission. Uh, we got really deep into these caves and went all the way down and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then um, we had to get back up to... Yeah, had to get back to the ship. To the drop. Yeah. Get back to the drop pod. Yeah. And uh, we couldn't do that because uh, we'd sort of like dropped down these holes and we didn't have the ability. And so... We basically spent, if I recall correctly, I had these, like, I was was the driller, and I had these drills, and I basically just drilled upwards for, like, 25 minutes, and, uh, like, it was a slog, because every, like, while you're drilling, Hmm. they're, like, they're sending more and more stuff at you. Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, we got, like, kind of close, and uh, my drills ran out of ammo. And that's when we quit, I think, yeah, so march twenty
0: eighteen was when we
1: were playing this last, right, <laughs> so a little a little while ago, a little while ago, yep, yeah. um, so they they I think they hadn't really yeah worked it out yet, but um yeah they they've clearly refined the experience a significant amount now, and so uh, yeah, essentially, what you're doing is is uh you're looping. Uh, by like, it's it's basically left for dead with some spelunking. Like, uh, so you're killing wave after wave of, of enemies, uh, while you're also going around through these levels. They're, um, they're randomly generated levels, uh, that, yeah, you sort of careen through digging up ores. You can see what ores there are. You can, like, mark them and work that shit out. And, um, like, there's gold, this ore is useless, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and you, you collect mm. them, right? That's basically what you're doing. And the whole time you're being overwhelmed by spiders, uh, it should be extremely important that you, people understand that there there are giant spiders, shitloads of giant spiders in this game some people are arachnophobic and this game would not go well for them. Uh, we were talking about this. Uh, I, was, I think Baz and I arrived on this idea that the same fucking... That exact same moment, but uh, it should have been a fucking Starship Troopers game. Like, basically, I think. Like, if this was Starship Troopers, like, with the flimsiest of pretexts as to why they were mining and they got rid of the dwarfs thing, like, it should be, I don't know, some sort of mining company in Starship Troopers universe. You get rid of the spiders and replace them with, like, Starship Troopers bugs instead, and then. Easy peasy. No more spiders. Mm. Um, uh, I guess some people are still freaked out by bugs, but far less than the amount of people freaked out by spiders. Anyway, uh, yeah, you just sort of, like, you go down, you fucking, you dig what you can, uh, and then call in the drop pod. You've got an objective that you absolutely need to get, like 250 of, I don't know, magnite or some shit. And yeah. then, yeah, once you get that, you can call in the drop pod. And or you can keep fuck going, out right? And, or you can keep going, yeah. But generally, you're better off just doing what you're there for. It's got a bit of a, like, a, because, like, it's got one of the, like, I don't know if there's specifically a director, but I definitely get the feeling that the longer you stay in a world, the more higher tier enemies it will send at you. Mm -hmm. So it'll start off by sending you, like, some basic spiders and maybe one Praetorian bug, uh, which is a bit of a, pricked to deal with uh, and then but like if you stay on there for ages it'll start sending like five Praetorian bugs and the Overseer or whatever the fuck it's called and like just like more and more bigger bugs that are difficult to fucking deal with and like costs more ammo for you to deal with them and so it's in your best interest to get in get the ore and get the fuck out as quickly as possible and so, uh, yeah, it's it's very much one of those games where, you know, you've got to define your own objectives uh, if you're going to, like, pursue through a level, like, push through a level longer than the primary objective itself. Uh, but, yeah, once you're done, you get out. It's all good. It's good fun. Um, I think I saw, like... If if I have a criticism, it's that I sort of see... Like, the loop is sort of laid bare a bit early. Like, and and it feels like progression is pretty heavily gated behind the completion of missions as opposed to the uh, acquisition of minerals. Yeah. So, in that sense, you're also very heavily... Uh, like uh incentivized to just wrap up a mission as quickly as possible because let's say gerald's do it, like gerald was our fucking crew leader so he was deciding what missions we were doing and uh like he was he was like oh well yeah it says we do this and we'll get to upgrade our gun and we do it and it turns out like only he's like, able to upgrade his gun because of that mission Right, mm. and there doesn't seem to be a lot of overlap, right? We had to do a different mission to get me one third of the way into upgrading my gun, right, or like sorry, I should clarify it's not upgrading the gun, it's like getting a better gun, right like I can upgrade my gun with minerals or I could get a better gun by doing these missions right so right. progression is does feel heavily gated behind uh yeah the like actual fucking uh missions themselves because the better guns are hidden behind missions while upgrading the gun is is pretty yeah pretty much just minerals which yeah it's, it's also a case of like if we're doing those missions they might not take us to places where I can get the stuff that I need yeah you know like my I needed these pearl things uh but there weren't missions to get pearls yeah and it's like, okay, so so what are you doing the, then? Yeah, what? What? Why am I on this fucking mission then? Right? Like, it doesn't. I'm not achieving. I'm not getting anything out of this, mm-hmm. uh, except for you know, obviously the camaraderie of playing with friends. Blah 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 blah. blah. Right. But like, that's that's it at that point. Right. Yeah. Like, if that is why I'm playing, then I'm only playing for the for the co-op experience. Uh, and yeah, that's not fantastic. Not I not think. when
0: everybody like, else is getting stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Right, like um, it it feels kind of stilted in a progression sense, and mm-hmm. I, I just don't think that's a that's a good thing. I think yeah, it, it's a bit. Um, I don't know, like stingy with the way it it dolls out progression in that like yeah we did like i complained and complained and complained because i'm good at complaining and uh until gerald put us in a fucking mission where i'd get to i got i got pearls and i got completed one one of the missions to upgrade my gun i still needed two more missions and while i got pearls uh, i could only upgrade my uh sorry get a better gun Uh, i could only upgrade my gun a little bit you know like this and and then on top of that, the upgrades are gated behind your level. Like you, there's there's a level gate. There's all these currencies that you have to fucking manage that are pretty separate from the basic. I don't know, man. Like it just it just bugs the fuck. It was bugging the fuck out of me with Vermintide two as well. Oh, so much progression is gated behind this nonsense. Whereas if you go back to Left 4 Dead, the progression is gated behind your skill level. And so there was this balancing act of like learning a level and accomplishing your goals while also like getting getting through it, you know? And so we were doing quite well without having to learn anything just based off our pure skill alone when we were playing Left 4 Dead. Right, pure skill alone, pure shooter skill alone, got us through a fucking like that entire first campaign up until the end, when we had to learn the level because we reached a point where, like, I'd go down on some fucking level and you guys weren't able to get to me to fucking get me back up because you couldn't work out where the fucking stairs were, or the same when like you were downstairs putting the fucking fuel in the car. And we, we couldn't work out how to fucking get up to that last fuel canister. And if we'd just fucking done it, we would have been fucking... We would have won. Yeah. Like, that kind of stuff. You know, like, we're just... Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, that's, that's pure progression. That progression is all gated behind player ability. Mm-hmm. And in Deeper Galactic, the progression is gated behind... Like, nonsense shit. Like, other stuff outside of external stuff. And I just... I I really don't like when that is the case. Mm -hmm. You know? If it was just mining minerals... Like, if the only thing gating my progress was mining minerals... I'd be cool with it. Because that is directly gameplay related, right? Like, that is what you're fucking doing. You're a dwarf mining minerals, right? But when it's... Oh, and you've got to go to do this mission it's not like it's not like the missions are themed or story related it's not like we did a mission like the fucking upgraded gun shoots like I think a freeze gun like it's a freeze ray gun it's not like oh uh, you're on a snow world and you've got to go get this research or anything it was literally just you've got to do this mission that's it right and it was on a sandblasted world and uh, and it was basically one of the mission types we'd already... I think there's only, like, five yeah, mission it's types. It's like one of the ones mission. we'd already done. It was like, didn't have, like, story to it or anything like that. Like, even that would be better than what it what was, which was essentially just it's gated behind a, a mission because it's gated behind doing a mission, mm. you know? That annoys me. Um, but I had a lot of fun. With, like We were, like... I had a lot of fun that I could recognize was well beyond uh, the co-op experience and I was having a lot of fun in the co-op experience itself. Um, the The boys, Baz, Dr. E3 Money and uh, Praetorian. Um, yeah, they're lucky I was there, eh? I'll tell you what, those boys <laughs> are lucky I was there to carry them. I tucked them up into my fucking papoose. The amount of times we'd get to the fucking end of a level and it'd be like, kills and there was one there was one time legit there was one time where i had more kills than baz and praetorian combined combined and they're like "Ah, oh, joe bye you know what what like get the fuck out of here you got a flamethrower like it's so easy for you to get kills that's horseshit, boys. That's not how that works. The flamethrower does all the starting damage and I paint everything until it's on fire and then I just turn away, right? So if you guys were actually shooting them, you would be getting all those killing blows. I would be getting fucking nothing. That's that's what's happening, right? And then one level, a couple of levels later, Baz dropped out uh, to go watch The Last Dance and uh, it was just the three of us. Mm. And uh, Gerald had because Gerald had been fucking... Sorry, Praetorian had been, like, upgrading all his shit, right? At our expense, nevertheless, but uh, upgrading all his shit. He had, like, these turrets, and he had these proxy mines. And uh, the turrets, he'd upgraded his turrets, so they had, like, more range. They had more range than my flamethrowers. And then the level that we were on, we didn't have to move anywhere. Oh. Like, it was literally one of these... There's there's one mission time where you basically just... You, you never... It's like go a anywhere. It's yeah and uh and so like he dumps all his fucking toads down and then he's got like a billion fucking proxy mines around the place like just fucking everywhere and he keeps calling in ammo resupplies and cause there's only three of us he takes like one ammo resupply does half your ammo Um, but because there's only three of us they always do four he takes two, so he gets all his fucking ammo back. And he just keeps putting more fucking proxy mines out. And then when the waves come in, like, things were dying before I could even shoot them. Like, they were outside of the range of my fucking flamethrower. And you had to stay inside this dome to, like, to keep the fucking fuel cells charging or some shit. And then at the end, he's like, oh, guys, oh, I'm away. He's Canadian. <laughs> oh, I don't know about this. Hey, who's got the most? Uh, who's got to boot the most fucking kills this time? eh? and I'm like, get the fuck out of here, mate! You fucking spent like the last four hours upgrading all your fucking guns while keeping us with fucking garbage, and then you fucking set us set us up so that we like get the fuck out of here, you Canadian fuck. Anyway, it was fun. Like that was fun, right? Like I had fun, 100. Um, but. Yeah. Like ultimately, I think the game has issues with its progression system that hmm. uh, like burn me out on it yeah. a little bit. Like, I don't, I'm not, I don't feel inclined to go do the same missions over and over so I can grind out. Right, I just don't like grind, man. Like, could have been playing Sea of Thieves. Game. Could have been playing Sea of Thieves, you know, where there's no grind at all. <laughs> oh God, no, there's so much grind. Um But speaking of grind, uh, gives me a pretty good segue into uh, another game that I've been playing, Terraria. Uh, Terraria had its final update, okay, one point four. It is a giant, giant update. It's only like twenty pages Mm. of patch notes, uh, including and and it and these patch notes didn't include everything. uh infamously didn't include one thing. Um so I played it. I've been playing with my twin brother Liam. Um he considers himself a Terraria expert. Um so I put it on journey mode because that's one of the new additions in uh in this 1.4 update is uh journey mode. Journey mode is pretty cool. You can only play journey mode with a journey mode character on a journey mode world, you can't like take a journey mode character into the regular worlds. But I think you can switch, like you can take a non-journey mode character into like any different level world. Like you can take them into a normal uh, world or a medium core world or a hardcore world. You can do that. But if they're journey, they have to stay in journey. And I think journey sort of pitched as like, the easy mode but what you can do in a journey world is change the difficulty level however you like uh so you can increase the spawn rate of enemies you can uh or decrease it uh you can increase or decrease the difficulty itself so that you can have it at at, like master level difficulty enemies and stuff like that or you can drop it all the way down to everything dies in one fucking hit uh, like you can do all, make all these adjustments, and you can do them all pretty much on the fly. So it's uh, it feels very much like a I don't know like a a modded version of the game. Um, I haven't played lots of Terraria. The main reason I haven't played Terraria typically is because I get burnt out on the grind. Right, there is a significant amount of tedious, busy work that I feel like you have to do in Terraria. Uh, before you can get to the fun stuff, uh, in and in, in uh, my opinion, the fun stuff of Terraria is the splunking. You know, like going down into into the earth and exploring and finding chests and treasure and all that kind of stuff. I just like fucking splunking in games. It's the same thing, I like in Minecraft. Uh, and I think I was talking about this the other day when I was talking about how I I fucking wound up caving and doing and playing minecraft because i didn't have the fucking internet and i had to play i wanted to play something that i didn't have installed and so i played fucking like it was 60 megs to download right and i found out that, but like i was was saying right I, i cheat when i'm starting minecraft to give myself basically to get myself past the initial phases of that game right uh because i don't want to spend because otherwise the first three days of any minecraft game are the same thing over and over again every single time Mm -hmm. while you establish you know a base of operations you can just cheat and leapfrog all that shit uh terraria i i just didn't play instead you know it didn't have the same cap like hold on me as minecraft so i just stopped playing uh in journey mode you can actually you you've got this like duplicator and so you, once you've researched an item uh so say you don't want to have to chop down any more fucking trees yeah you research an item uh you you research wood right so you research wood once you've got 100 wood uh you put it into the researcher and then you can duplicate wood and so you you go into the duplicator and you've got 999 wood and you can just use that to get as much wood as you need and you can do that for fucking anything, mm. right? And it just shortcuts a lot of the fucking grind, right? Like normally to get 999 wood, you'd have to cut down fucking 900 trees or some shit, right? Like instead, yeah, no, nah, no need. You just fucking chop down, I don't know, 10 trees. You got 100 wood. Duplicate it, you can build whatever you need, right? You can use that for a lot of things. I think they maybe should have du- like balanced the duplicator better. I think maybe its implementation hmm. might be a little bit goofy, because obviously after I worked out the power of the duplicator, uh I immediately um duplicated uh bronze coins. And once you've duplicated a hundred bronze coins, uh, you can you can make them infinitely. And then a uh, hundred bronze coins turns into one silver, and so you can just get that many. Like you click a hundred silvers, and you get a gold, and you get click a hundred golds, and you get platinum. And so basically, they've got infinite currency. Uh, so they sort of goofed in that sense, uh, in that they didn't, you know, really do that correctly but um, other than that like it's basically just a way to reduce the tedium the tedious parts of that game you know like uh, you gotta make torches right you gotta make torches so you can dig deep right uh, either when you get to a point where you're out of torches you, you return to fucking Back you service. return to your home and yeah. you gotta go through it all again or if you've got the duplicator, you just fucking make more fucking torches, which is fantastic. Replicator we're um, it now. Alright. We're on Star Trek. Okay. We're all Star <laughs> Trek all day, baby. Uh we love no more Star Wars on this sh- podcast. Um Yeah, no, uh so yeah, well, I just replicate some fucking torches and fucking on I go. Uh the torches I will come back to because uh they led to something fucking hilarious. Uh but anyway, so I was just having fun. Like I was having like the sort of fun that like fucking losing time fun. Like, uh, when the, when it came out, I spent fucking 12 hours playing it and my wife's like, uh, are you coming to bed or what? I'm like, uh, I think it's, I think it's dinner time or something. Uh, I do not think it's bedtime and no it was bedtime uh and i am like, righty well, i guess i just lost a fuck ton of hours i just like went down the fucking rabbit hole of this game uh which is awesome you know and it is it is this it's when the grind is gone terraria feels so fucking good to play because it's basically just about hunting down you know uh i play it with a a wiki uh up next to me but not i don't have it like on all the time i've got it only for when i'm like stumped on what i'm supposed to do next i like uh if i'm immediately like the moment i get stuck i just start digging down right i just get out my fucking pickaxe and i dig straight down and that sort of thing is pretty cool um cuz you will eventually get to the next layer and then when you're at the next layer, you, like, work something else out. You're like, oh, so I've got these things. And I need to avoid spiders. Uh, but, you know, there's acid pools or some shit. Like, and you work that out and this hurts me. And then you get a bit lower and there's lava pools. And you're like, okay, uh, I can't fall in the lava because I'll die immediately. And then, yeah, like once we we died in the lava a couple of times so uh we worked out instead that what we wanted to do was like farm up the resources we required to build these uh there was like there's a potion that you can use to teleport to someone um and it just dramatically reduces the uh the time you need to spend in getting back like returning to someone right like Instead of going through the fucking maze of tunnels that you've dug um, to get all the way back to them, you just teleport to them. So instead, we prioritized getting the resources to make that potion, you know? And, you know, that cascading, I always talk about it, but the cascading fucking set of priorities and how it always changes depending on your interpretation of events. And I always, you know, I, I really like that in games i like it when games execute that well and uh, i think with the the help of the replicator you know i think regularly the um the priority set would be oh well i you know i'm gonna make sure i get wood so i can make torches and i'm gonna get this so i can make that or whatever i need enough wood so i can build more uh rooms on my my house so that more people Come to live in it, and I got to farm some gold so I can buy this or uh, whatever. Instead, it's just about whatever you feel will help your progression next. And if you're very careful about how you use uh, like wikis, you can like dodge um, getting too much information, getting information that would over inform you on what you should be doing next. Mm. But you can j- get just enough to drive you in the right direction. Like last night I got this, this combiner thing, uh, that allow me to like combine multiple items. And I knew, like I could, I could tell that I had some great items that I needed to combine. So Instead of, like, I didn't go too far. I just sort of looked up one of the items and I looked at what it could be, like, what I could combine it with. But that sort of led to, like, meant I, after I combined those two things, I realized I'd be able to combine another couple of things that I had in my inventory. And, like, I was able to combine combine a bunch of shit into one, like, super item, which was fucking cool. Like, I just went down this rabbit hole and my character wound up being significantly more powerful as a result of like just a couple of combinations. And I was led to a, a bunch of interesting places. Mm. Uh for the boss. Like the amount of gameplay just hunting down this one item resulted in was fantastic. And uh Yeah, like that's that's just sort of how the game works out. It works out really well. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's just fucking like how it fucking works. However, so my my brother Liam was bragging before him He wanted to play on hardcore, right? Uh, I I downloaded it when it first came out. Uh, like when it, well, well, I've owned it since it first came out. But I downloaded it when the patch came out. Mm-hmm. I jumped in and like I don't know what the fuck was going on, but like four hundred fucking I was in Journey, which I. I sort of thought it was easy mode, but I hadn't really looked into, like, adjusting enemy difficulty or anything, and it was sort of it's set on a default. That's fine. But there were just, like, a hundred fucking slimes coming at me. I don't really know how to do anything. All these slimes are coming and fucking me up, and I'm like, Liam, am I supposed to be getting fucking gangbanged by slimes nonstop on easy mode in this fucking game? I don't understand. And he, like, responds... With uh, what? Are you dying in Terraria? I'm like, yeah, on on easy mode. I'm like, yeah. It's like I quit Terraria because it was too easy. Uh, I I'd, I'd I'd been playing it. I I've I've got like 400 hours on the fucking hardest difficulty. Like, it's too easy. That game's too easy. You are shit. <laughs> Stopping shit. I'm like. Fuck you, come and show me. Come and show me what, what it's like to be fucking a, a, a walking god at video games. So he jumps in. After some dicking about, we managed to get into the game. And he He's not having any trouble fucking murdering these slimes. Um It turns out essentially I hadn't really like what I needed to do was build myself some shelter so I could like take on the slimes. At a bit more, at a bit of a you know, better pace as opposed to just getting like nonstop rammed by them, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I was I killed some slimes, uh, you know, I was getting the the, the hang of it, and we go fucking digging. And we reached this point like on the first day, about like five hours into our play session, and uh, we reached like the. I think it's the bottom layer... Where there's like shit tons of lava... And there's all these demons... And all this kind of shit... And Liam's just like fucking... Dying non-stop... And he can't like find... Any of the shit that he's trying to find... And he's like... I don't understand... This game... Like... Nothing is going my way... Nothing is going... Like I... I haven't fuck I haven't had a good drop... In fucking... Ages... And... Every single fucking little thing that I do like i fuck up i just don't like it, and i'm like yeah i thought you were a god at this game i don't understand didn't you quit because you were fucking bored with how easy it is but you keep dying and he's like this isn't helping at all like he is proper tilting like he's like fucking he's he's complaining but like there's an edge to his voice where like like i get when like I run into two people in a row that I think are hackers in fucking war zone or some shit. I'm like, fucking, fuck's sake, just... Fuck! And, uh, and, like, he's, like, fucking tilting and tilting and tilting. And then, like, yeah, he, he tries to get back to me. And, like, the whole time, he keeps, like... I've got, like, this fucking lava-proof, like, this lava-proof fucking item that makes me take less damage to fire. And he keeps like, he he doesn't have that. And he keeps fucking... Dying of fucking lava damage. And anyway. We keep going. And then eventually he falls in the lava one too many times. Uh, or no, he's standing, he's standing on fucking this brick, like hell brick or some shit, and uh and it burns him to death. Or like he Drops, he gets knocked into the lava, leaps back up and lands on the fucking hell brick, and that burns, it finishes him off. Hmm. And uh, we don't have these potions, we don't have enough of these potions to get him back to me, or I've got all the potions on me, so he can't teleport back to me. Uh, and he's like, fuck this, I can't, I'm not playing this anymore, I'm fucking out, I'm gone. And he quits. Anyway, we find out today that uh, one of the hidden things they added to the game was a lock mechanic, and uh what it does is when you... It's because the fucking lead developer, the creator of the game, hates it when people... Apparently hates it when people put torches in the wrong place. And, like, if they use the wrong torches for a biome, they will... Like, it... it it upsets him. So if they don't use ice torches in the ice biome, if they use other torches from other biomes, it's very aggravating to him. So he added this mechanic where you get bad luck when you use the wrong torches in the wrong biome. And uh, so my brother, like, it, it wasn't just like, it was like a cascading thing where not only is he using the wrong torches in the wrong biome, but he like he has like some fucking combo of buttons. I think there's like contr- you press control and then you hold shift, and then you just like hold down the left mouse button and it will put torches in every open space available. And every time he'd come back down, he would he'd do it again. He just sort of does it like it's not even, he doesn't even think about it. Mm. He as he's moving through he's just holding shift and then fucking dumping shit and then digging a little bit. And then like, he'll just continue to do it. And it allows you to see so much more, but what he's actually doing is putting thousands of torches in the wrong fucking place. And he is like, just tanking his fucking luck stack stat nonstop. So that his fucking, his, uh, his ability to pick up the right shit. I'm not putting any torches down. Right, because I don't need to, because he's already put four hundred thousand of the fucking things, and every time he comes back down, there's more fucking torches, and you can see, right, like just how, how fucked he's made himself uh, over the course of this fucking game. I thought it was extremely entertaining, but it is also one of the dumbest fucking things, and that. It wasn't in the fucking patch notes. It's not in the fucking patch notes for the fucking game. They didn't add it there. <laughs> yeah. So, like, they hid it. It's this hidden. You know, you also can't see what your luck is. People just worked it out, like in the last couple of days since the fucking patch dropped. And uh, yeah, it's, it's the the it's it's there because the fucking creator of the game doesn't like it when people use torches in the wrong fucking biomes. And, uh, yeah, so uh, Liam was basically just sending his luck stat down the fucking drain. Every single time we went anywhere, it was hilarious. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, I summoned the the big boss by accident. Uh, and that was the last time we played on that world because we couldn't pre-summon him. All right. We kind of fucked it up. We didn't really prepare for it. I just did it by accident and it fucked us all the way up. And we just sort of had to fucking deal with it, but uh, we weren't really very well prepared to deal with it. Uh, So that didn't work out. But uh, no, anyway, Torch, like dumb fucking luck stat aside, like the first, first, I hope someone's working on a fucking, because I'm pretty sure Terraria has like mods, right?
0: Probably.
1: Uh, I hope. I hope someone's making a fucking Terrarium mod that just eliminates luck as a stat. Cause it's fucking idiotic. There's also like a, the v- villager happiness, uh, like certain villagers don't want to live in certain biomes or near certain people. So you're supposed to like, uh, Liam, the way Liam's played, cause he, the last time we played was like a year ago or some shit. Um, yeah, he like he just builds this giant like hotel where, and as you add rooms, people will come and live in them. And uh, yeah, he's like that's his strategy for playing, and it's it's worked out. But also, apparently, that's not the best way. That's not bra- best practice anymore. They've they've sort of changed that. Apparently,
0: it's already and- been changed.
1: What they've they've or-
0: patched out negative luck. Oh, really? Because it was also doing positive Where? luck at the same time.
1: <clears throat> yeah, right. So I assume I was getting positive luck and... <coughs> and Liam was getting all the negative luck from its torches.
0: Yeah. Uh, from what I'm reading on Reddit, they patched it yesterday, maybe. Really?
1: Okay. That me explain it. Well,
0: maybe even today,
1: four hours uh, ago. Oh. oh, really? Yeah gold yeah, uh, yeah it, sh- it shouldn't It should have been in there yeah so good luck mm. that makes sense but bad luck if you really want people to like use the right torches in the right places uh, positive reinforcement only I think for such a dumb fucking like something only the fucking developer gives a fuck about
0: mm-hmm.
1: idea yeah yep anyway uh, that is gold though I I'm very entertained by that. Yeah. Um I'm I'm having fun regardless of the luck situation. Like I just I just thought it was funny cuz he was losing his fucking mind about how he could be how nothing would go his way. Yeah. Um, I was feeding into it by giving him endless amounts of shit and yeah.
0: I've never played <laughs> it.
1: I've got it but uh, never played it. <laughs> jump in (laughs) um yeah uh i I don't know if i'm the best person to show you how to play but uh i'll I'll give it a punt it's like i gotta i don't think i have to start a new world but uh it would simplify things if i did some extent and uh i'd love to see i've apparently there's two types of world Mm. i don't super understand it there's two types of world there's like Corruption worlds, which I think I'm in, and there's like a a shadow world or something, which is or chaos world or some shit, which is the other type, which I'm not in. I'm not a part of that world, and so I don't get to fight bosses from that world or whatever. Um, but yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, it's good fun. Cool. It's, they, did, they journey mode fixes a lot of what I didn't like about it uh, by reducing the grind significantly anyway good times what else we got Rainbow Six Siege Uh, so Rainbow Six Siege uh, has a new update coming out year 5 season 2 I suppose and and it's got two new operators uh, a rework for house and they've reworked amaru to make her significantly better mm-hmm. um and yeah. yeah i got to play it on a preview test server with a bunch of other um aussie game genos and rainbow 6 like people in the rainbow 6 community yep uh with 10 people playing um I had a lot of fun. Uh, we're exclusively playing on the new house, obviously. And uh, yeah, we got to check out the two new operators. Uh, I've written about it on Red Bull. Um, you can read my, my four thoughts there, or uh, obviously I'll just tell them to you right fucking now. Um, but yeah, like, two new operators, Ace and Malusi. Uh Ace is a new hard breacher which i think is a very interesting uh, addition i think it's a really good addition uh because i feel like competitive meta has gotten to a stage where they successfully ban out a hard breacher uh and it very much restricts the um, the options hmm. you know uh or if they ban out both hard breaches uh yeah there there are no opportunities for hard breaching which really, really hurt attackers. Um he's got uh he's got this Selma thing which he throws throws it onto a wall and it'll explode in three stages. Uh and it makes holes about the size of a mirror mirror. Um and Yeah like each stage the the like both sides can see through the holes. And so it, it's, it's quite interesting because it, it extends the time that it takes to get like through the, the reinforced wall. Uh, but it also, uh, gives like a lot of opportunity for defenders to sort of get peaks, uh, or attackers to get, to get peaks or to set up, uh, for, for a proper defense or, or a breach. Um, I, I think three sta he's got three stages and he's got three of them. Hmm. Which I think might be too much. I think maybe he should have two stages on three items. Uh, he's, I think he, he should have three to sort of accommodate for someone situations where it gets destroyed. Yeah, someone destroys it okay. or, or yeah. yeah. Like you can you can cade it. Uh you, you can sort of bandit trick it. Uh, but you can't you can only like do it once so uh, you can put the bandit trap down on the reinforced wall and explode it but he can throw another one out immediately and you can't like take you can't put it back down again fast enough like he'll get at least one hole open Uh, it's not like thermite where you've got to like prep it and then place it and then explode it and then like the whole burnout thing it, it doesn't take long enough for that to work um, but Cade, you can actually you can do um, pretty well, and it's it's a good way to to bait out some Cades and or to to stop the breach entirely. Uh, so th- I think he needs three, but I think it should only do two stages because two stages you'd still be able to crouch walk through, or you'd still be able to vault through like it's a window. Um, but Yeah, it wouldn't be as big a hole, and there'd be a little bit of negative. Like it'd be a slight negative to it. With three, he's basically just better than Habana and Thermite. He's he's just a better version of those two. Yeah, because he can also do it from a distance as well. Exactly right. Like, and he can do it a lot faster than like. Hibana can, uh, like you can set it and and put it out there a lot faster than Hibana can. And uh, she's a lot more vulnerable. Like to get a hole big enough for someone to get through, Hibana needs quite a lot of time. Um, and it's, it's quite easy to deal with. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I feel like they should produce it. She's got six, right? Uh, so with six... Uh, she's effectively able to do, like, the same as what Ace would be able to do with two. three,
0: three or two. I thought the holes oh, looked pretty big. No,
1: two. Yeah, sorry, two. Uh, um, and but he has three. Yeah. So if, if they could, if they only did two stages, Habana and Ace would be even essentially because it'd be married. It, He'd have three with two stages, would essentially be six. Havana would have six, you know. Um, yeah, anyway. Uh, so I, I think they should, yeah, mute that a little bit. Uh, but yeah, otherwise, yeah, he's he's, he's good. Like, uh, he's got this AK, he's got fuses AK, right? Yeah, uh, but he uses NATO sites on it because he's from fucking norway or sweden or some shit mm. um and i think it's i think it's a good gun uh it's always been a good gun for fuse i've always liked it as as fuse's main weapon um and yeah i think it works well on him um he moves a little faster than fuse does so um yeah it's just a it's a he's a good fucking character cool. um and then you've got Malusi is the other is the Defender, and uh, she puts out these uh, wub wub machines. Uh, basically, when you're in line of sight and within six meters, uh, it sends out this like loud buzzing noise that everyone in the radius can hear, but it also slows you down significantly. And uh, the only way to deal with it is either via explosives or to melee it. She gets three of those. They're a pretty big fucking deal. Uh, I like the most though doing a presentation. I did a presentation over Microsoft Teams, which I never want to use again. And uh, my favorite thing was when, um, when the PR guy from Ubisoft was talking us through the use of a gadget, uh, the noise of the gadget overwhelmed him talking. So it was... uh, So it it works. (laughs) It works works immediately. Perfect. Um, But yeah, no, she is... She's a mad pain to deal with because, you know, obviously it's a huge amount of passive uh, information Hmm. for for players. Like, there's so much passive information just from the noise itself. Uh, And then you combine that with the fact that it slows people down. She's a three-speed... Uh, which allows her to get around people real quick uh, and, like, to to put on some huge flanks. And, uh, yeah, you just wind up in this situation where, I don't know, I feel like she's probably way too powerful as well because I th- think attackers already have a huge problem with getting in on site. Uh, and this, like, slowing them down over, it's basically a giant, giant fucking barbed wire uh And slowing them down over like that larger radius um yeah, it means they have to bring stuff specifically to deal with that uh and uh, or or walk in and melee it, which is yeah, pretty difficult and uh yeah, I don't know she's got she's got fucking lesions gun lesions fucking s m g is the fucking tits it's fucking amazing um The other thing they had was a proxy alarm which is like her thing but does a loud beep instead. I just feel like there is too much passive information Hmm. gathering now Uh, and I think that that sort of soft nerfs active information gatherers like Echo and and, uh, Valkyrie Uh, you know obviously they'll never be as good as a you can't know exactly where someone is like you can with a Valk but at the same time, like you get a pretty fucking good idea based on the loud fucking noise, yeah. Uh And you can, yeah, you can get ready for that shit.
0: And finding like weird places to put them in between tables or underneath weird objects, and because I'm guessing yeah. it works on a, it's not like a, a trip line, right? It's just a radius thing again.
1: It is just a giant radius. And the the only thing is it needs line of sight. I don't know if, like, objects necessarily block Mm. the line of sight either. Uh, I know that deployable barricades indoors definitely do, Uh, but I don't know if, like, a couch or something, like, thinking about upstairs at a cafe, you know, the couches in that room, I don't know if they block it, and if you could put that behind the couches, holy shit, moving through that that piano room would be a fucking nightmare.
0: But it's the type of thing where you can Um, put it above a door, right? And for them to get through the door, they need to go through the door or destroy it with like, um, uh, like if it's software above the door or anything like that. But otherwise, like if you're on an external door, then there's not really much they can do about it other than
1: go through it and then shoot it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She's quite powerful. Um, but yeah, fun to play with, fun to, like, sort of experiment with. And then, obviously, we're playing on the new house. Um, they've fully changed the house. They reckon it's never going to be, like, it's not necessarily going to enter ranked mm. or anything, but um, they've they've changed it. They've gotten rid of the fucking split-level bomb site, which is good. It was always dumb. Uh, they've revamped how garage works. There's only one, uh, exp- like, only one of the garage doors exposed now. The other one's now hard. Uh, but it's got a door next to it that you can, like, sort of break your way into. Yep. And, uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's just a really, like... They've done a really good job. Downstairs sort of reminds me of um, Consulate. Like, the garage at Consulate now. And uh, above that, first floor is still sort of like a no-man's zone. Like, there is a bomb site on first floor, I think. Hmm. But it doesn't really... Have a lot of utility. You can uh you can shoot out most of the floor on first floor now though, uh, to like hold garage from above, like you do on border. And you can shoot out most of the uh floor on second floor to do the same for first floor. Second floor has two bomb sites, uh, what is it, kids' bedroom and pink, which is the old construction room. Yeah. And uh pink and master bedroom, I believe. Uh, I am heavily pitching that we change the call out uh, for the bathroom to stink, so you can at some point call that there is two in the pink and one in the stink, or vice versa. That's the dream. That's the dream. I want to hear that at the sixth invitational. But anyway, um, yeah, it's uh, like I like the the changes. The Pink room is really well made. There's a big corridor from uh, the pink room to the ensuite, which makes a lot more sense than that. It used to have that little ledge above the stairs. Yep. Uh, that's no longer there. Uh, and yeah, like there's there's a lot of entry opportunities, but also it's far more defensible. Uh, it used to be like kid's bedroom used to be a fucking nightmare on house. It was basically, in my opinion. Kids Bedroom is why nobody ever took that fucking uh, map seriously. And uh, I think it's significantly improved. It's not perfect, but it's significantly improved. And You wind up with a situation that I think works really well. I just had a lot of fun playing it as well. I mean, we had a really good group of people playing. Uh, Nate was playing. We were on the same team for a lot of it. I was playing like shit early on, but I was sort of just playing... Like, experimenting with, like, the the way the operators worked. Mm. Um, and then, yeah. Uh, some people were going, like, full sweat, like, full strats and stuff. Uh, and I thought that was a bit weird. Uh, I certainly wasn't getting on board with that stuff. But uh got to play with the new Amaru. She no longer, like, she used to, like, her grapple would go out and smash the barricade and then she'd go through it. Yeah, That doesn't happen anymore. Now the barricade smashes when she's going through it, which is exactly how it should work. Yeah,
0: And it looks it's like she um, she gets her gun up quicker. Is that right? Or-
1: oh, 100%. Yeah, she's got it up as she's getting to the window, uh, which makes it actually useful. It's basically a breach, right? It's like the swing breach yeah. off through a window, right? Which makes sense. That's how it should be. Um, and yeah, she's... Pretty entertaining to use. Um, Nate got a fucking sweet kill. Just kicking someone through the fucking window. I think they were coming. We were uh, breaching through Garage and I think they were coming for the peak. And uh, he just happened to be fucking zipping his way up as they were doing it, uh, which was pretty good. Uh, Full murdered them. And yeah, that was funny. I like that. Um, I got a sick bomb plant as Maru, because uh, I noticed that nobody was on site. On, they were Pink Master and uh, nobody was on site on Pink so I just fucking zipped in, planted and fucking held it. Uh, there was a Malusi right next to me that uh, made getting out of where I was extremely difficult mm-hmm. and also uh, told them exactly where the fuck I was. Um, which, yeah, wasn't... Wasn't great. I should have probably meleeed it, but uh I didn't. Whatever. Um uh, and the I think the best one, like on the so we were like varying levels of farting about and playing way too sweaty until the very last game. When uh it was like I think we played for like maybe like three hours. Or like half an hour of presentation and then two and a half hours of playing. And uh it was a lot of fun but yeah we got to the last one and uh it was like okay this is it whoever wins this wins the whole thing and that game went to fucking overtime and it was like everyone was playing full sweaty everyone was taking it very fucking seriously and uh yeah that was a good fucking game that was a lot of fun uh I was I had Leo from Power Up on my team and uh He's not great at shoes, but uh, it's, it didn't matter because <laughs> we still managed to drag it to overtime. Despite him, also he got a kill on me, and I wish I had clipped it. I wish I had clipped the sequence of events that led to him getting a kill on me, because uh, he was pulse, and uh, he was sitting in garage, and I, <laughs> I droned him out. Parked a drone at his feet, and then like he didn't shoot the drone. I'm like, all all right then. So I I hit to look on the scoreboard. Right, (laughs) I'm pinging him as well. Like I'm full pinging him. He's just not. He doesn't (laughs) give a shit. And uh, I ping him, and it and it's like pulse. And I like bring out the scoreboard, and it's pulse. Uh, Leo, I'm like, oh, it's just fucking Leo. Let's go in, boys. I go with my fucking pistol out, like, just, uh, no respect play, and he blaps three of us, like, just fucking all three of us, like, (laughs) roll in with our pistols to just fucking kill him, and, uh, yeah, he kills all three of us, it was pretty fucking entertaining, we definitely, it was some karmic justice, for sure, Mm. anyway, good times, uh, but yeah, that is out in the next couple of weeks, uh, I didn't have a time frame, I don't, Know if they've got one yet on mm-hmm. when still wave will begin, but yeah, um, yeah, nice. Check it out when you can. I think there's there's Aussie servers on the TTS as well, which I think is pretty new. But yeah, anyway,
0: awesome. That's it. Um, I chucked Warzone on here because I know you've been playing more of that. Did you want to mention anything of Warzone? New patch dropped. Had a.
1: I had some. Oh, well, no, I haven't really played since. Uh, I haven't had. Like, I had three games yesterday, but none of them were uh, very successful runs. So I haven't played in the patched version all that much. Okay. Haven't really experienced the the changes. Um, but yeah. Uh, I, know, I still play Ball Zone. I want to get in on a Bunker at some point and have a look in there. Um. We did, me and Club got to the fucking entrance of a bunker mm. uh, on a gulag drop, like nothing left. Oh, It wasn't even a gulag drop. It was fucking, uh, I gulagged, and then uh, I dropped on prison, like at the edge of the circle, and then I bought, I think I bought Club back in uh, at the buy station, just outside of prison, or maybe even in, inside of prison. I don't know, fucking know. I didn't have, I was eating shit trying to like, get enough money to get him back in whatever yeah if i recall correctly or maybe you could be like i don't know we land and there's that bunker just near prison and it's fucking open there was like, like a car there and we had like fucking nothing i'd like an odin with like 30 bullets left of some shit i'm like oh let's go see if you know they left something in the bunker we get like halfway down there and there's fucking three dudes still inside the fucking bunker but the circle's coming in. Like, we were going to eat shit just to see if we could get anything out of his bunker as it was. And these cunts are still farting about in the fucking bunker. Anyway, so they, like, we... I think we, like... I think we killed one uh and downed another, but the third one, like, killed us, unfortunately. we were duo's in a fucking Trier's game. Um Yeah, and we were hilariously outgunned. I think Cleb only had the starting pistol Hmm. and we still did some fucking work. It was pretty fucking funny. Right. Uh, But yeah, anyway.
0: So, so these bunkers have been added in and they're like uh, locations on the map where you get a key card and you can open up. um, I think there's like 10 of them or 11. You can open up the bunker. You go in there and there's a bunch of chests, loot boxes, um, high tier ones as well. There's like a bunch of red ones, which usually have the, the legendary drops in them. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah, uh, I still haven't successfully gotten into a bunker. We did have a, we found a a red key card drop. Me, giant, uh, club Yeah, uh, and uh, we murdered everyone at a TV station. and We're like, oh fuck it, let's go to a bunker. And we got about seventy percent of the way to. Uh, well, sorry. Well, we got about thirty percent of the way to a bunker while mm. driving, yeah. and we like just barely, barely missed getting rocketed. And then uh we got 70% of the way there. And uh instead of getting rocketed, we just got fucking murdered instead. Um so still i managed to get into a mock-up. But yeah. one day,
0: that's one day the I'll thing, land. right? Is um I think it's an interesting addition. It's very similar to the Apex Legends, like uh you get the key, and, yeah, you get, get the yeah. key to the vault and you go and get that, and there's different vaults in the map, they got high level looting them. But the pr- problem I see here is that um a most of i think all of the uh the bunkers are on the outside of the map right i think maybe there's one that mm-hmm. is sort of a little bit a little bit on the inside but not still anywhere so, right? so yeah. you got to be lucky in terms of getting one of those uh, in the circle and you got to get it quite early and the second thing is the economy system is still not in a place where i think it's necessary to go to one of these places right cuz if you're gone for one of these, it's gonna like you said, it took you guys a bunch of time to get there. You eventually get there, you get this gear, you don't really know what weapons you're getting. Is it worth it in the end? Or is it worth just getting a bunch of money and getting your loadout drop?
1: Yeah. Well, we already had the loadout drop too. Yeah. Like, like this was this was full blown. You go for it as a goof. It doesn't seem like like you We were like repeat dropping on the Mirage Boat and just hitting the fucking uh, the loot vault when we were playing apex because that was that made sense that was like because you get good gear out of it <laughs> yeah
0: you well, can't buy yourself said, like purple shields and gold shields and
1: yeah, yeah exactly um uh but yeah it's not the same here right like we've already got our load out we're going into it because see what see what's there i don't know yeah have a squeeze i mean the yeah.
0: the interesting thing that they're doing is this 11th volt sorry 11th bunker that people are talking about and i don't know if you've seen this yet but people started solving it where uh the phones as well are now uh accessible so there's like phones on around the map that you used to be able to interact yeah. with now they're relaying like messages in russian and people are decoding right. that and eventually it like allows you to open up like you go to oh, specific points are. on the map and you uh, activate certain points. And if you do that, then it opens up the 11th bunker and you can then get in that one. And that is a lot more, um, it's got more depth in it, but there's also a blueprint in there that you can unlock an SMG blueprint. And that'll unlock it for you in your armory. Um, So you get a brand new weapon out of that. uh, And there's also a hidden nuke in there uh, that is not activated yet. So, They're they're inside that vault. There's actually more stuff that you can interact with, but none of that stuff is working or people haven't figured it out yet. Last that I saw. Yeah, right. Um, So it's possible there could be a nuke in the game at some stage. (laughs) Anyway.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: That would still be interesting. Um, Like I like the stuff they're doing about it, but again, it comes down to the economy and I don't think it's balanced enough to the point where it's worth going for, one of these things, unless you're getting like a shitload of money out of it or something,
1: seems like like the blueprint. I mean, I, I'd be interested to have a punt at trying to get the blueprint.
0: But then you need someone that but knows Morse code and understand Russian. That's, I think, where the problem comes in. Seems very finicky at this stage.
1: I mean, it's an Easter egg, right? Like it's yeah. an Easter egg. I assume someone's decoded it, right? It's probably like they're, a guide they're trying some to. Shit.
0: It seems right. like it's, pr- uh, it's pretty easy to do it in plunder as opposed to going into uh, the main thing and trying to... Because at least you can respawn.
1: That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like, like that idea. That, yeah, that's interesting. But yeah, I don't think the vaults are generally worth the effort except for the curiosity factor. Mm. The, yeah.
0: Yeah, anyway. I mean, maybe if they drop some others, like, all right, now we've got a couple of new, um, uh, I don't know, like as opposed to having a UAV, we've got something else in there, different type of cluster strike or some other calling yeah. you can do, like make it worth going in there or, or trying to do it at least. Attack helicopter. Could be in <laughs> yeah, attack yeah. helicopter. Um, So anyway, I, I thought that's a, an interesting update. One of which they didn't mention was, they didn't patch uh put the patch notes in and say, hey, this is now in there. It just kind of enabled. Like it's been in there yeah. for since the start of the game, but they never really uh um, mentioned anything. So that's, that's cool. Um they added armor boxes in, which I think is a good change, um, which means you can resupply your entire team, as opposed to someone going to the, the buy station and buying a bunch of armor and just leaving on the floor. I think the armor box is, is really smart. Um
1: six screen though, I think that's too expensive. Compared to that's four. That's twenty armor plates. Yeah, I think that's too expensive.
0: All right. What is it normally? A thousand? Fifteen hundred?
1: Fifteen hundred. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You can buy for six grand. You can buy fucking twenty armor plates, or you can buy one box. I, I mean, I don't. Know. It, I guess if you're full and you've got shit tons of money, it'd be worth it. But
0: yeah, and you can carry otherwise. it with you, right? And then. What if it's safer than sending all of us around to a buy station and it taking 10, 15 seconds to everyone buy their armor? Um, you know, just go in, grab it, leave, take it with you. I guess that's the convenience yeah. of it, right? You, you get to take it with you. True. Yeah. Um. But otherwise, yeah, it's been good. Uh, I think I've jumped in a couple of games and played some. Uh, lots of hot drops, uh, which has been good um but yeah keen to jump in and see what's what's going on there
1: uh yeah i'm definitely keen to to play some more right um one more game
0: yep monster train
1: monster train it
0: should be out by the time people hear this it's um true uh i think it's out tomorrow viewers. so about 12 hours from recording um Yeah, we've been talking about this game for a while now. It is a roguelike deck building game where you're on a a train in hell that has uh, frozen over after the forces of heaven have invaded. And on the train is a pyre. And you're trying to get the pyre to the... A burning pyre to the uh, middle of hell to light everything back up again. Um, Hmm. The train is separated into three levels and you play um, cards which you acquire during your playthrough and you're trying to battle the um, enemies that board the train with your monsters and hopefully beat the boss to progress to the next level when you get gear, you get new items, you get new cards, you level up. Um, and we've been talking about it for a long time now and uh, we've really enjoyed it. Um, so now that it is out, have you had a chance to play much more like they've obviously updated it quite a lot since we first talked talked about it um what are your thoughts
1: i like it I've, according have fucking according to steam i've played it for 25 hours um yeah. i haven't been i haven't been AFKing on it uh so i've played a fucking lot of it um i like it but i think it might um have some balancing issues uh in that i feel like i've solved it already i know what to do uh i know i can tell if i'm gonna win um a run pretty much by the second before the second boss fight um or before the second battle even um that's like i, I think it has a, a problem in that uh by by design uh, some of the things that I think are what, like some of what makes it unique also might uh, be its, its key issue, its key problem. Like for example, uh, I've tried to, like like I said, I know how to win every single time. I, I'm pretty sure if I could be bothered, I could go all the way through to 25. I don't know what each tier of Ascension changes, uh, but I've seen up to... Uh, um, I'm up to Ascension 5 and I've seen the changes and I don't think that they are uh, imposing enough to create a situation where I wouldn't be able to just repeat all the way through to 25. Uh, I don't think they add enough that, yeah, really makes the game complex in a way that would stop my my guaranteed win condition from working. Uh, And... To that end, I played, uh, the other combinations, uh, and I think there are some specifically less than viable, uh, play that I think, uh, should be more viable than they are. So, to explain, um, the PR person handling, um handling the the game uh he put together a challenge uh in monster train so you can share challenges with other people and what they have to do is then play through the game and uh and attempt to beat your score i think that uh at its core this challenge system is inherently unfair uh because like you're not You don't go in and post the challenge of your immediate run, right? Like, you don't go in and, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to play one game and that's going to be my challenge run, right? Like, that's the challenge. Someone has to beat me on on this one game, however however I play it, Mm -hmm. right? Like, if I die on the first boss uh, or if I get all the way through, right? That's not it, right? What I think would be a, a better challenge system... Is if uh, you could create a seed, and then post uh, a like post the challenge for the seed without having played it, and everyone plays on that same seed, mm-hmm. right? On that same seed run, and uh, everyone has to abide to the same rules. It's always on Ascension Two. It's always using Umbra and Hellhorned. It's always blah 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 blah. Regardless, I <clears throat> played through. Uh, and uh the reason I didn't succeed is because uh i don't play i well, i hadn't been playing umbra and Hellhorned. uh and so i didn't really know uh best practices with those two uh, that that specific combo right but i do i have played a lot of umbra uh which is the uh the race that gets like uh these little minions that it can eat morsel, morsel units, Uh, it can eat them and power up. And I did know that there is uh, the over, over gorger where every time it eats a morsel, it, um, it gets plus two permanently damage output. And uh, the only reason that I didn't succeed. And uh, the only reason that I think you would succeed is if, You uh, looked specifically at the run posted by the the PR person. Looked at what they achieved. And if you saw that his Overgorger had quick and Mm. multi-strike, then you would know that multi-strike was possible. So the reason I didn't succeed is because I had to... once. So once I got out of... Obviously, I knew that it was possible, right? Uh, But what I was talking about before is uh, the idea that I know before the second fight, if I'm going to succeed. And I know that if I get an overgorger and if I have quick or multi-strike in that, uh, in like uh, on that overgorger, if I have one of those two things, or if I have one of those three things, if I have an overgorger and one of those two things, I know I will succeed in that fucking run. Hmm. Like it's guaranteed. It is a guaranteed win condition. Uh at least up to ascension 5. Uh probably almost definitely beyond that. Um but I didn't look at, at what he had I, and and I didn't find multi strike in any of the I think first 3 uh like character upgrades and because he had extra he had like double money on or whatever double money modifier yeah I would re-roll but I still wasn't getting multi-strike and so when I re-rolled like three times and didn't get multi-strike out of any of them I'm like okay I'm obviously not getting multi-strike on this guy so I just gotta boost them I just gotta make sure that they like live through long enough if I had seen that he had multi-strike I would have left it open uh, he got multi strike on a re roll the the very next shop purchase, right? Multi strike turns that thing into a absolute, like unstoppable killing machine, like absolutely fucking unstoppable. Um, if I had gotten that multi strike, uh, I would I would have been fine. I would have won it, right? Because I went back and I did it again, knowing that I just had to wait for multi strike to show up and it worked I had multi-strike I fucking blitzed I I think I beat the end score I, I can't remember I may I, I might not have I think Ziggy D beat the challenge uh, I think I beat the score that he posted eventually but the thing about the challenge is you only get one run right like you only get one attempt to it which is why I think it's inherently unfair because you don't post your first run right like you don't post your first run of the challenge but if the challenge were here's the seed uh, everyone has one run, that would be fair because you're not posting your best fucking attempts and being all like, okay, now, it'd be like, I don't know, fucking, Uh, I don't know, I make bread. I make bread, right? Hmm. Over the course of like seven weeks, I make bread every day and then uh, I take the best loaf that I've got and I plonk it down. I'm like, here, eat this bread and then make something better. And certainly, people who can make bread really well uh, have the opportunity to make better bread. But if you're trying to replicate my bread, based on, oh, and you've only got these ingredients to make it with, uh, and well, you can only you can only you can only use the ingredients you'll find in my cupboard, right? And I know where all the ingredients in my cupboard are. And I know everything about how my cupboard works, but you've got to go fucking dig through it and you dig through it and you're like, well, I can't find any fucking yeast. So I'm not 100% certain. I guess if I still can't find yeast, I'm just going to make fucking bread without yeast, right? That sort of thing. I don't know why I always use food analogies, but I do. That's why I think that challenge is inherently unfair. The challenge would be more fair if... Everyone was given the same starting point, right? I'm digressing. What I learned from that challenge was the Umbra Hellhorned Wombo combo, because he had he had a fully maxed out Umbra and fully maxed out Hellhorned, and when you got fully maxed out Hellhorned, they get like this this mad armor stacking um, that turns. Like basically, it's it's a card you can play, uh, and you can stack armor fucking years. Mm. You don't you don't give a fuck about rage. You don't give a fuck about anything. All you want is an Overgorger on the bottom fucking level with armor enough to live forever, and that's it. That's the game. And ever since I've done that, I now win every single time, like without even trying. I know I will win. It's over. It is straight up over. There is no variance in it. it. Like the game can't throw anything at me that will curveball that. Because I already know... Like most of the time, the last two... Uh, with fucking... I ha- I haven't lost in... I don't know how fucking long. But better than that, the last two attempts... The final boss has been dead... Before the combat phase. Like he's dead before the combat phase. Because I put Trample on my fucking. Overgorger. Who's doing fucking 250 damage per hit. And he's doing two hits. The first hit kills everything. That enters on the first level. And if the fucking. If that dipshit fucking Seraph. Happens to be on the first level as well. He's copping 250 damage as well. Plus whatever is whatever the overload is, he usually eats fucking 400 damage, like, every fucking time he comes to the first level, it is guaranteed, and I'm buffing the cunt, the whole fucking time, like, it's goofy, and that's, like, there is actually an even bigger, there's a goofier win condition, that I have not actually gotten, the last, two or three times I've played, because, you can, you get a, like a, um, an artifact that allows you to keep your turns. Yeah. Preserve your turns. Yeah. Your energy between turns.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. And there is a card that, uh, allows you to eat a morsel X amount of times. Yeah. Yeah. And And trigger that ability. uh, Yeah. And like, I, like if I get a seven plus seven plus seven morsel, uh, 22 times... Not only does... Like he get 22 times 7... So he's doing fucking 800 fucking damage... Or some shit... But he also does like... His base amount of damage... Plus he does... Plus 2 plus... uh, For every single one of those... Plus... uh, There's an artifact that makes him... Eat every morsel twice... Yeah... Like you do... The stupidest amount of fucking damage... And... The thing is... You don't... Need... You don't even need that. That's not even the weak condition. That is just if you want to fucking flex on a fucking motherfucker and, like, go all out. Like, just get real stupid with it. Mm. Like, that's if you've got, like, way too much money and you just don't give a fuck. You're like, well, I'm just going to... Yeah, I'll buy that. I'll buy those two artifacts. I'll re-roll and buy a couple of other uh, artifacts because I've fucked so much money because mm. nobody's fucking touched me yeah. in the last fucking five fights. And then, yeah, you just cycle through again. The problem comes when you try anyone other than fucking umbra uh i tried to do a spell build and spell builds i think fundamentally don't work in this game right because it's not a game built around using spells spells are an active ability whereas success in monster train is passive right the the uh relentless uh like modifier that the boss gets when it starts its final phase, which is it will attack until it dies uh or or it wins the the level, yeah, right, Relentless mean it, you can't cast spells during relentless right, and it's a huge problem, right I think it's a it, it, like if you were to nerf Overgorger, right, it would be a minor problem. Um, I don't know how you would nerf Overgorger in a way that would stop it, but if you were to nerf Overgorger, um, yeah, like it would be a minor problem uh, because I like uh, ultimately what you would want it to do is continue to feed your Overgorger during the boss fight phase, but that's, that's not allowed to happen, right? But it, when you're building a spell deck where all you're doing is... Like, you've got all these fucking minions, all these, like, characters that you play, and they, like, does zero damage, has four health, plus eight magic damage, right? Cool. Sweet. Okay. So now I've got cards, right, in hand that do fucking 60 damage four times to a random character, right? Which is awesome, Right, as long as the boss is on that level with the all the fucking all the magic power boosts, Mm -hmm. right? I can I can dump a fuck ton of damage on the boss at random. Uh, But I've also like it'll it'll be like if if he's the only one on that level, then yeah, he's gonna eat a bunch of shit. He's gonna eat one hundred four four times six, two hundred forty damage. He's gonna eat a shit ton of damage, right? Uh, But if he's Not the only one on that level. If there's anyone else on that level... Then he's going to... Take reduced amounts of damage. So you instead... Have to... So like... When you're playing a spell build... Your entire fucking game... Is beating the boss... Before it makes it to the final phase. Because none of your fucking minions... Are built in a way... That allows them to... To live through that shit. Like they're just not built that way. And if you are building minions to beat a boss, then you're not building a spell fucking build. Like, that's... You're, you're building some weird hybrid. Mm. But it's weird, because there is one of the fucking... The the fishy dudes. They're built around spells, right? They're built for spells. right? And, like, their entire fucking... Their entire philosophy is just pissed away whenever you, like, enter the rel- relentless phase. Like, there's just... Yeah, it just feels like they are built in such a way... Like, I think Relentless is such a huge issue for Monster Train, All right? Because I think at some some level, it has to exist to speed things up, and I think it does sort of create a, a significant amount of tension in between rounds. But at the same time, it, I think, uh, is sort of core to a lot of ...balancing issues that Monster Train winds up having... ...because you can't balance... ...like you... ...like the the most efficient way to build... ...is a passive... ...a very passive fucking... ...train setup... ...and as soon as you stop building... ...a passive train... ...as soon as you attempt to build an active train... ...you wind up in a situation where you are... ...at a significant disadvantage... ...anytime Relentless engages... ...like it doesn't... ...it's not just fucking like there's a reason when you're doing Umbra and hellhorn that you like the only time you use rage is if it happens to show up in in your fucking morsels yeah, there's a reason why hellhorn is used specifically for its armor gain only and not for the fucking uh like the rage that it gives because rage dissipates over the course of relentless and so you, so you can, can get the permanent rage yeah, but like you can't bank on. Yeah. Like the when I'm talking about a win condition, I'm talking about something you can you can guarantee. You can't guarantee that you're going to get that relic, right? Like and if you don't get that relic, yeah, rage is fucking useless. You can't you you'd never know. Like you'd never know if you had a win condition or not. And it's generally useful in these rogue building uh sorry, deck building rogue lights or whatever the fuck they're called to know if you're actually going to win or not Mm -hmm. at some, like some early stage. So they don't piss away a fucking run uh, on an unwinnable objective, you know? I don't know. I I think it's got some balancing issues. I really enjoy it for the Zen experience, which is what I enjoy Slay the Spire for. But yeah, I just wind up thinking, I wound up thinking that, yeah, it just didn't have like, I I think relentless poses too many issues and All right. there's a part of me that believes that having found a guaranteed win condition or a guaranteed to the point that I'm up to, sort of... Makes I mean, there me could not. be a
0: point where it stops working because there's, what, 25 or yeah. more than that um covenants where it increases difficulty. Yeah. So that may stop at some stage and you'll have to find some other way maybe they know about it and they're like yeah that's cool you can use that up until this level and then try and figure it out solve the next problem
1: if it's not level six though right how how many runs do i have to do where i'm just doing the same fucking thing over and over Mm. can't i just skip ahead to the part where it's challenging
0: right yeah maybe maybe it should have like a score modifier like if you get this score on something and then it works out what your covenant rank is
1: or like yeah. an MMR or something like that. If you've beat Seraph before he's entered the final phase, like the last fucking three games yeah. in a row, maybe yeah, you just leapt ahead of 10 levels and some shit mm. so I can fucking try to challenge you. But
0: um, I, I still do like the the custom challenges. I think the thing you're talking about is maybe just because it was set up to be a one-off thing. Like You could probably set it up to be... Have multiple tries if you wanted to, or going no, there. No, I don't think you can. No, I'm wait, pretty wait.
1: sure that's that's the custom. Ch- oh, is it? But at like, some stage they it, could change. Yeah, it. that's how it works. Yeah, one hundred percent. That's what I'm saying. They should change it to just a seed or some shit. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't want multiple tries because I I think the initial challenge setter doesn't get multiple tries, right? But or like if it did have multiple tries, just see people eking out more and more points. I think that'd be an interesting little race. Yeah, as well. Because I did the same
0: yeah. challenge and I I didn't read I didn't know it was only one go, I also didn't read that right. being put on hard and so there's a, like a modifier in the levels that you can put <laughs> on like make it harder and you'll get bonus gear, and like the first yeah. level I ticked it because I I usually do that anyway, and I'm like man these things are fucking kicking the shit out of me because I've been playing Umbra and Hellhorn as like right. my uh clan setup for a couple of cards and I'm like I'm just getting we getting minced like I don't think I'm going to make it through yeah. like the first two levels yeah. and the second level came and I did it again I was like I'm still getting like I don't know what is happening and then I realized the covenant thing and I was like oh shit it's been like buffed up and then I also was like why have I got so much money what the fuck is going yeah. on <laughs> so I, I should have read the rule sets um so I knew what was going on but I still dug it like I still dug it Um <laughs> dug it the uh I still yeah. enjoyed the the challenge because I'd never jumped in and checked I, out I, of that
1: um I would love to like I realize I haven't been uh i don't know glowing mm. in my opinion of this game but i I think like if you like the rogue building uh rogue rogue the deck building roguelite, yeah you should definitely like get in on monster train like it's definitely worth playing um and I'd love to. I'd love to post challenges in the Gap Discord and see if people could. But I would one hundred percent want like it to be more, I guess, holistic in its approach to challenges. Before before you did, yeah. So I wouldn't want to post a challenge of you know me blitzing every cunt because I've got I know my fucking perfect build. Um, even though I've half shared it already, but uh, like yeah, we're, like. I just don't think that'd be fair. I think it'd be more interesting if, yeah, it was semi-randomized via seating or something. But yeah, I think that might be hard, right? How
0: like, how do you like? At what stage are you having like permanent seating so that every person has the same move at the same time? Like that seems really difficult to do. Like so that you. No, I'm more.
1: I'm, I'm more thinking like if you could like generate the challenge that we did, yeah, right, the run that we did. Um, like set some set some parameters at the start. You know, it's Umbra Hellhorned. Mm. Generate a challenge that's Umbra Hellhorned Ascension One or, or Covenant Covenant One. Yeah, uh, with this with double money modifier. Yeah, right. That's. I think that was the challenge that we did. Um, set that right, but you don't post a score. Nobody posts a score. Or, like, the scores don't get posted for, like, 24 hours. Sure. You know? Like, nobody can see the scores. Nobody can see what bills people used. And then, like, sort of, like, a blind auction type thing. Right. You know, like, where everyone just then the scores come out. And then maybe have it, like, have the challenge available for another 24 hours. And it's a fucking free-for-all where you can see what, like, fucking Ziggy D posted fucking 48,000. You go have a look at what he fucking put together, and you're like that cheeky cunt was definitely <laughs> exploiting the fuck out of that X times you're eating morsel card. Like he yeah. was using that fucking every single time. Um <clears throat> yeah, like and like have just a, a fucking full run on and yeah, like I think that that'd be a really interesting way to do the challenge. Yeah. Um
0: and there's off there's other yeah. multiplayer modes um yeah, there, there is, as well. There's the, like an eight I player I couldn't
1: one? get to play, but yeah, it's sort of like a battle royale. Like,
0: yeah, it's, there, it's extremely smartly done. Not only the seating, like the the way I can share challenges with you, because like we yeah. got sent it, and all I did was click on... It's like a URL, and it fires up the game. You jump straight in, keeps track of everybody. Yeah. You can see who's playing at the same time as you. I, like, I was playing, yeah. and other people <laughs> were playing at the same time, and I could see them on my screen, like where they were on the train and what they were doing, yeah. how many points they had.
1: Um, it's so you see where people died. Yeah, it's so well done. Leo died at the first boss. <laughs> I still can't work out how you die at the first <laughs> boss. Yeah,
0: yeah. He no. was he was playing the same way I was. Like everything was hard. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> this will be easy. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Must be.
0: Um, so I want to jump more into the multiplayer, but I've been pl- I've been playing tons of the single player. Um, just messing yeah. around with different builds. And, I mean, I, I'm I'm really digging this game a lot. It's my uh, it's my podcast game at the moment well it's been my podcast game for weeks now because um, we've had access mm. for a while uh, even up to the beta stuff we were checking it out but like i'll chuck a podcast on and play like one or two rounds which is usually like an hour and a half uh hour and 45 minutes for two games something like that um yeah i dig it a lot like checking out the different like each of the clans seem to play wildly differently like the like the the morsels and like feeding your units and getting more, um, more points and power through that stuff was so interesting to me because I was playing as like Hellhorn, and uh what's the Green Clan? I can't remember what their their name is, but I was playing a bunch of them, and then going from that yeah. to Umbra and being like, wow, this is like so such an interesting build, and the way it's sort of yeah. the mechanics behind it is so cool, um. And then just, like, finding other things. Like, I was playing the Wax build uh, yesterday mm. and having those units where, like, stuff gets extinguished and then they, like, replicate themselves and then you've got weird spells where you can hit hit uh, units and if you slay them, you get a permanent damage boost and so you just keep fucking hammering minions with this card. Like, you put Endless on it yeah. and it just pops up every round and <laughs> smash things. Like, there's an interesting spell for you to use. Uh,
1: yeah, I'm- I do it on my. Uh, I do it on my own. I, I'll like summon shitty wax dudes mm. and just slay them with my that card myself, like my own guys. Yeah, like just get fed. Can't see fucking. You're just uh. building up this card, motherfucker. And then today, I didn't realize you could
0: ascend or descend your own units because <laughs> I'd been doing it to the enemy units. Oh right, yeah. Did you know you could do that?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. And then that fucks like you can put units on floors that are full and it just yeah um it extends the the limit but like it's just overburdened now and so you can play around with that you can stack units into another area like something that's a four star a, a four span space unit dump him up one level and all of a sudden you've like overexpanded and start dumping more stuff on this one. Like stuff that I've just figured out today yep. that I'm like, oh, because I've never tried to do that. I'm usually descending other units or the enemies and doing that sort of thing. I accidentally was like, Well, I've got this card, what am I gonna do with it? Oh, let's fucking do this. And then that worked. I was like, holy shit, all right. That has completely changed the way I can think about this. Um Yeah. So that stuff is is really cool. Yeah, man, I, I dig this game a lot. It's one of my it's one of my favorite games this year so far. Easily. Like yeah. top top three for me. Hands down, I've had so much fun with it. Um, like I played Slade the Spire after I played this because you recommended it a lot, mm. and I just couldn't get into yep. Slade the Spire as much as Monster Train. It could be to do with the art style. Um, I think the art style in Monster Train is like fantastic. All the cards are um, animated. All the faces of them look really pretty. The game looks amazing. Um, you know, it's not a game where you're watching um, like cards hit each other. You know, like in a Hearthstone where you put a card out and the card yeah. goes and hits the enemy? Like, you actually see these monsters on the on the train and uh, they're, like, battling each other. They're still definitely, like, hitting, but you can see them animate, um, which is really cool. Yeah. And you get a feeling for, like, like they've got weight behind them and they feel really good when they're in battle. And you can see what's going on. Like, I just like the aesthetic. I like the, um, the premise of it, the, you know, being... You're the bad guys, basically. Like all that stuff is really compelling. I like the multiplayer, um, hmm. and for thirty, you know, thirty hours in, I'm still learning more about the game. I'm unlocking more cards. Um, I've still got a lot, a lot of ways to go. I feel like I could probably get to about fifty hours before I unlock all of the decks completely. Um, yeah. And then where do you go yeah. from there? Like that's that's what I want to see. Like what happens next. Like, what's their next... Yeah. What's their plans in terms of... post? What post do they support? do yeah. with it, yeah. Um, I know they've got, yeah. like, daily challenges in there and you can go and do that sort of stuff, but how are they going to drop more clans if the game is successful? I think it will be. It, it's going to yeah. appeal to the Slay the Spire crowd, especially.
1: Deck, deck building Roguelites are fucking huge.
0: Yeah, game. and I honestly think this is an excellent game. Like, if I was reviewing it, it'd get a really good, really good score because I've had so much fun mm. just playing it in my spare time. Like Underlords was kind of like my podcast game and I haven't touched Underlords in yeah. a long time. I just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yep. monster trains out now. Um, I don't actually know the price. I think it's pretty reasonable. Like that could have been an area been. where I was like, Oh, you can't do that. But, um, it seems like they've done a pretty good job on the price. I'm just trying to find it now. Cause it was on their Twitter page when I was looking earlier. Um, 24 US, which is pretty good. It's the same price as Slay the Spire. So uh, check that out. It's available now on Steam. All right, we got some news here. Uh, there's a bit to go through, but we'll try and blast through it. Uh, Take-Two announced sure. that Grand Theft Auto V has sold over 130 million units, which is insane. Um, This is on top that of the... Dollars them giving it away for free, which crashed the Epic Game Store last week. Um, yeah. That's a stupid number. Yeah. I think I read that it's the highest selling game of this generation or at least like top two or something like that. It's... um, That's bananas. It's... That is crazy. Yeah, it's a ridiculous number. Um, but what I wanted to add to that is, that, I mean, I'm still playing Red Dead Redemption 2 a lot and um, it's made me kind of think about what they were saying with that Kotaku piece um, where they've changed culture and they're looking at the next game being a lot sooner than what they've sort of been doing in their, their life cycle um, and it being a moderately sized game. I think it was the term that they used. Um, Cause I, I'm, I'm having a ton of fun with my second playthrough Red Dead Redemption 2 and I don't know what a moderately sized rockstar game looks like. Cause the thing that I like about Red Dead is how expansive that world is, and being able to um, explore it and run into things that you kind of wouldn't expect. Like you kind of just find them. It's out in the world. And so, what systems? Like, what is a game where it's not as big? What, like, how much? What goes away? Yeah, how focused yeah. is a Rockstar game? Um, in that st- in that sense, so. Yeah, it's got me a little bit like, you know, I just don't know what it, if it'll appeal more to me. Because Grand Theft Auto and Red Dead, I feel like, do things that other games haven't really done in terms of scale. Like, does it end up looking more like an Assassin's Creed, where there's just lots of stuff everywhere, but it's all kind of samey and, you know, things you've kind of done before? Um, so, you know, I'm just cautious about that mainly it just came back to the top man because I've been playing a lot recently and every time I find something that I haven't seen before that I've, I've spent like 140 50 hours in this game already or I'm like I, okay that's new <laughs> I haven't seen that um so anyway 130 million units is a lot anyway
1: that is fucking crazy
0: yeah um next up ghosts of Tsushima the gameplay trailer dropped which is a game coming out next July or this July from Sony um did you see this trailer at all if you did
1: yeah and I yeah I liked it Uh, I reckon looks gorgeous uh I think uh yeah I I guess I didn't really know what to expect from uh Ghost of Tsushima but uh I've got a much better idea now I guess it's basically fucking the Assassin's Creed that's why we don't have an Assassin's Creed ninja game (laughs) um yeah Yeah, it looks fucking awesome. I'm I'm very excited to check it out more, Hmm. uh, to explore the difference between you know the samurai style and ninja style and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I I thought it's a fucking it was a good gameplay trailer. Got to actually see some gameplay and stuff.
0: Yeah, they showed some gameplay. (laughs) Hmm. Good timing. I um yeah, I appreciate the the twenty. was a twenty minute gameplay trailer. Um I I guess the only concerns that I've sort of got is how how does that combat behave? Uh how arcadey yep. is it gonna be? Um or yep. or Dark Soulsy, I guess. And then on top of that mm. it it did remind me a lot of um like an Assassin's Creed. So how much of it is going to be going from point A to point B and kind of uh checking things off a list as opposed to like that moment in the trailer where they show you coming across the fox and following the fox and trying to like that sort of stuff like out exploring for yourself now uh, if it does a lot of that then i'm all for it um yeah you know the to their credit the ubisoft games recently have been doing a lot more of that like the exploration sense where they're not marking things on the map to be like, oh, go over here and this is where you'll find that objective. They've been doing the, giving you hints of where you should be sort of searching and going into, which I've enjoyed a lot more. Uh, Odyssey just had way too much of that. Like it was just all over the place. So uh, I'm curious to see what Sucker Punch does. It's Sucker Punch, right? Um, yeah. It does, it does with ghosts. Yeah, yeah. I think that, are we going to call it ghosts or is that too much like Ghost Recon or Tsushima?
1: Yeah, it's- Sushima, I think, is the what about GOT
0: GOT, <laughs> easy, yeah, that yeah. works. Um, anyway, yeah. so that that'll be out uh, July. Should be should be good fun. Um, the next one we got here is Venture Beats. Jeff Grubb says Sony's is eyeing an early June um, event for the PlayStation Five, although the dates may shift. And so this was an article that he posted uh, yesterday, two days ago. Um, did you get a chance to read this or see much about it? No. Jeff's been pretty on the point for a lot of stuff recently in terms of yep. um, sort of what Xbox and, and Play- or what Microsoft and Sony have been doing for their um, information. So, sorry, for their events. And um, yeah, he seems to believe that what he's heard is, is early June, uh, is their current plans that it could change because of the coronavirus stuff. Um, but if it does shift, it won't be too far apart. And then what they'll be doing after right. that is a state-of-play event in August, which will focus on even more games. Um, it sounds like this one will be... Uh, they'll be showing games, but also uh-huh. uh, some of the tech stuff. We may not get a look at the yeah. um, console, but... Oh, really? See. Okay.
1: <laughs> which,
0: Which, I mean, you think about it. If E3 was in mid-June, we'd probably get a tech reveal a week or two before anyway, and then they could do their games at an actual E3. I mean, these dates fit pretty accurately with what you'd probably expect from from Sony around about then. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Cool. Yep. cool. Uh, Next up, we've got uh, Respawn Entertainment has opened a new studio in Vancouver, which will be taking over support for Apex Legends. Um, So it looks like the current Apex Legends team will be, I guess, moving off that project onto something else. And uh this Vancouver studio will start ramping up and supporting the updates and and game from then on. Um I don't know, like I, I put this in here, like is is this maybe the reason why Drew McCoy and John Sherling left? They knew this was kind of coming, they wanted to get out out, out of there before this happened. Um maybe they didn't want this to go ahead, or maybe they gave them the heads up that they were leaving and then Respawn decided to start a new studio. Um, there's a lot of speculating that could happen here, but
1: either way... Yeah, I, I wonder, you know, like, I don't know, maybe they didn't... It's, it's hard to say exactly without knowing, Um but... Yeah, it, it seems... Like seems it strange seems related. to me. It's interesting timing. I mean, if you
0: greatest. had... You've got this extremely successful game, right? You're the basically he's a uh, producer director on it and your lead programmer yep. or one of your lead programmers programming engineers decide to leave. Um, to me, that sounds like like they've had the opportunity to go on and make whatever they want from here on. Right. It'd probably re- respond to be like, you've got the keys, you do whatever you want. And that doesn't sound like what's happened to you. They've. It sounds like they maybe we're not happy with the decisions being made and decided to leave. Yeah. That's what I get. For.
1: Yeah. Yep. Um. Uh, but yeah, until we know a lot more, it's, it's hard to speculate too much.
0: Yeah. 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 Anyway. Uh, so I guess we'll find out what, um, what the, exactly that means for apex going forward, but until then we, we're not really sure. Um, yep. Do maternal update ads. uh, well, the first Doom Eternal update has added in a de novo anti-cheat, <laughs> which is so weird. providing so kernel-level access. And in doing so, players are reporting its instability to game and also performance degradation, um, in, which has resulted in 7,000 negative reviews on Steam. And uh, yeah, not good feedback on that part. Have you been following this no. at all?
1: No, I haven't, but holy shit. Do I have the game installed?
0: I un- I uninstalled it already. Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: Uh I I do still have it installed, but uh it's not on auto update, so
0: Right. Um Wiguchi. so Marty Stratton put up a post today on on the Reddit page of, of the Doom Eternal website. Um, basically saying that they've taken the feedback from the community. The next update that they release will remove the Denovo anti-cheat. Um, but going forward, they they didn't really specify what they're going to do next. Uh, there was a lot mm. of writing in that post about why they added this in there. Uh, it came down to, I guess, stopping people from cheating, but also because they're adding in um, the in. Uh, the mode where you can kind of invade people in the campaign. They want to stop people from right. cheating in there as well. Um, sure. But they didn't really talk about like what their plans are going forward to stop that. Um, or, or like try and say the things you're concerned about aren't an issue or anything like that. They kind of just said, well, okay, we've heard your feedback. We're removing it. And then we'll go from there. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, I mean- it's a good move but like did it need to get to this point i think it, the, there's a lot of harm that's already been done like 7000 reviews over that period of time um people were not happy like people are generally not happy with denovo anyway and uh when you go oh they've got a new anti cheat that they're trying to implement like surely you knew that and you knew
1: that was going to kick up a storm that is insane mm. Right, yeah. Uh, any cheat issues, eh? Have they fixed Valorant yet, or no? Do you still have that installed?
0: Uh, I've still got it installed, but I've got Vanguard switched off. Right. Lunacy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, next up, we've got PUBG 7.2. Uh, it's, the update has gone live. We talked about this last week. Um, since the update. Since we talked about it, uh, they actually removed one of the big features we were talking about, which is the gas cans. Um, they have, are having problems with that. And so that big, up, or that big change has not been brought across to this new live update. Um, but the other big change, which we talked about, was bots. They have added that in, and they seem to be going extremely well for the community. Um, they're loving it. I love they love it. They love it. No, that's a lie. Uh, Everybody hates it. Um, so I guess we were kind of speculating as to how much the bots would affect the game right because they were saying that higher level players wouldn't notice them like we were only putting bots into sort of increase the enjoyment of newer players they felt like they were getting kills turns out that's not the case Uh, we've got content creators posting all sorts of videos and playing the game Uh, we've got like stats on a lot of these Uh, rounds that are being played out and we're talking about like a 100 person battle royale game with between 15 to four actual real players in each match and the rest of them being being filled with bots and uh there's a bunch of stats websites out there that i can actually check that stuff and um this seems to be pretty consistent with like people's experiences um the bots behave extremely poorly like I've seen videos of people just following bots around, like dodging, dodging them in the streets, like just standing there, running up and punching them without getting killed. Um, bots trying to fight each other that look ridiculously stupid. Uh, the bots actually don't spawn at the start of the game; they're spawning them during the match in the Bass same location. Base a fucking
1: link in our, uh, in our Discord to uh, yeah, a guy like watching it happen. Watching it in action, it is woeful. Holy shit! So, yeah, they don't spawn at the start of the match, they spawn in waves as the circle closes. Yeah, in
0: the same spot, it looks like at least on occasions. Um, yeah, man, it's not going well. Like, the you look at the front page of their Reddit community, and it's just the entire page is about these bots and <laughs> what is going on with their. Uh, I've seen. Uh, content creators. Bots
1: can't loot. Bots can't loot. So they're spawning them later, so the the later like later area bots have good gear. So the later they spawn the better the gear they have. Right. Cleb uh I think Cleb got into a game where it was uh just him and one other real player. And uh yeah. He got uh twelve kills. And the other real player went out in 34th. Oh, boy. Yeah. That's just awful.
0: I mean, there was a... uh, I don't know if you've seen this one. There was a... um, There's a content creator named... uh, Is it Choco Taco? Choco Taco? Depending on how you say it. Um, and, And he was saying that like he makes his money off of off of creating content for PUBG, and he's like like i'm happy for this game to die because this isn't this isn't what i want to do like i make my money off this game but i don't want to play this anymore it's um yeah it's causing a lot of problems PUBG haven't addressed it as of yet i mean i i assume yeah. they would try and get rid of this immediately like just pull the update roll back um but whoever's making these decisions doesn't know what they're doing it it seems like um like how this was not like what uh, you obviously could have seen this coming you have to have the foresight to see this is a problem unless is this is their end game (laughs) like this is what they want out of it um in which case okay they're gonna lose their hardcore player base but if they're happy with people shooting bots okay fair enough um so I, I don't know. Like I don't know what to say about this. It's it just seems like they do mistake after mistake after mistake and there's just yep. no they're not doing a lot of good. It's yeah, it sucks because it was such a good game. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> that, that's the sound they made right then. when they <laughs> shut the
1: bed. All right, that's it. Oh, we got any questions? We do. Let's have a squeeze. Uh, Fridge Monster Man writes. Oh, hang on. No, Cleb writes. My bad. Uh, yeah, I think that's correct. Yeah. cleb made cleb uh writes. Hello, Mr. Job and Mr. Luke. My question pertains to the Cleb the Snake comment made by Job in episode 516. I feel that Luke might be a neutral judge, so this question is mainly for him. Mm-hmm. Do players who are knocked out in a fight have the claim to any subsequent (laughs) kills? I think this is about uh, the Apex, one of the Apex wins we had. Um, (laughs) Do players who are knocked out in a fight have the claim to any subsequent kills in said fight? As Mr. Joe failed to eliminate the final enemy in our most pitiful Apex win and was in fact knocked down himself, I swooped in to finish the job. So I ask of you. Does that make me a snake or a hero? Uh, what do you think, Luke? So this is this is the... Uh, we had back-to-back wins in Apex once we worked out what the fuck we were doing and how to stop playing like it was Warzone. Right. And uh, we had a win where he got a single kill and I think like fucking 100 damage or some shit. Like not even enough damage for a single person. And I got double the damage that he did but uh, no kills at all because we literally never saw anyone and uh this was the only person that we actually saw uh in the game yeah uh sorry yes to his question do do i have any claim to the kill i generally look at the damage at the end of the game
0: to see who's done what um because then you can tell i guess the, the good thing about apex is it takes into account assists pretty well um true i don't think um uh Warzone is not doing that yet. It's just doing no, damage no, and definitely not kills. So, yeah. I think it just depends on uh how much damage you're doing and and what else is happening. Like if I'm doing 3000 damage in Warzone and I've got like two kills and someone else has like eight mm. kills and 400 you, damage. You I'm must like, be
1: playing with gray screw. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm like what is happening here? Um I don't know. I wasn't there. I wasn't there to see what happened, so I can't. I need like a a recording of what went down, a moment to moment. Snake, it is.
1: <laughs> Snake, it is. <laughs> gavel, gavel, gavel. I lost my gavel. Um, Fris- fridge monster man writes. Hi, Job. Hi, Luke. So, cheaters and hackers in online shooters. You guys have been talking about them for years, and the various solutions devs have been using to combat them. I quite like the one where all the hackers are matched up against each other. That sounds hilarious, but I often wonder what motivates people to cheat in these games. Surely they can't be cheating their way to the top of the leaderboards as they will be found out and banned, making their victories short-lived and hollow. Could it be that the game is more fun for them when they can be a headshot god, knowing that they are ruining it for everyone else? Yeah, man. Look, the crazy thing about fucking cheaters is they cheat for fucking a billion different reasons there are so many reasons that like people cheat i think the, there's a really fucking good example of this pretty recently uh, i don't know if you saw this Luke, but, the, like the, the kid? fucking hey the kid the kid oh no go you go kid, It must be something kid. else i'll tell you after uh, this i was going to talk, talk about the uh the two the fucking apex predator rank 1 apex predator and rank 2 apex predator both got banned uh from the game uh late last week i think 'cause they were fucking caught teaming in uh ranked games um so they were you know two two groups of three were making a team of six so that they could uh eke out higher wins. Their excuse was that everyone else was teaming, and so it was the only way for them to combat it uh that is you know there's a reason in and of itself obviously you know surely cheating couldn't to the top of the leaderboard uh wouldn't be satisfying and yet here are the two top of the leaderboard apex predators uh like actively cheating because teaming is 100 percent cheating it's why i insist whenever we have our big like giant squads uh where we've got like 12 to 16 people in in the channel we split us split everyone out i insist that nobody fucking mentions uh anything because i don't want any fucking i don't i don't like any fucking multiplayer cheating i don't even like uh when like we jump across channels and someone's like oh yeah we died here i don't even like that because that's information and information is everything in the battle royale right i don't like i'm like fucking banning people over it or some shit but like yeah i just like i just don't want any fucking info right that's teaming's cheating it's not hacking obviously it's not you know the fucking aimbots or whatever but it is in my opinion still cheating and then you go even deeper and you've got, like... Yeah, the fucking... The more casual cheats. You've got the people who, like... Cheat just to... I don't know... Uh, see what it's like. See what... See what to look for. See, you know, the... The whole idea of, you know, you can only... Uh, know what to look for if you've seen cheaters in action. Um, that was actually 100% a factor... Um, back in the Game Arena days when... We used, to, we used to get fucking videos through. Uh, yeah. People would go to the TIO to complain about being banned from Gamerina servers, uh, which was always extremely entertaining. They'd also email the CEO of Telstra to request being unbanned, and those emails would invariably come through to uh, my boss and I uh, because that's where they sent any Gamerina emails. Yeah, And uh, so we'd get those emails, and we'd be like... All right, we'd hit up uh, the the team uh, at Mammoth, and that we'd be like, "What's going on?" Uh, we've got another one of these complaints, and they'd be like, "Talk to the game ops." They talk to the game ops. The game ops would be like, "Here's the fucking evidence," and you'd watch, uh, and you could see right. And once you've seen enough cheaters, you can like you can see even really subtle uh, cheats. You can see the the behavior of people who cheat. And the behavior of people who are experienced hackers, hmm. right? It goes like you know, obvious obvious hackers. They just they just have they toggle their aimbots on, right? They just toggle their aimbots on, and you can see them just fucking tracking people. And like I've talked about it in Warzone, you know, the people who even when you are down, their their cursor still remains on the head as you fall to the ground. Uh, that's because you know they're just toggling they toggle aimbotting. But, uh, you know, more subtle people will keep you, like, in vision so they know where you are until they get to a point where they're certain that they can engage you. And then they will toggle no recoil or toggle toggle aimbot on and off real quick on a fucking thumbhouse button or some shit. You know, like, there are different levels. Some people do it because they need to win. Right, and they can't win on their own and they don't know how other people win and a lot of them reason to themselves the way that the two Apex Predator dudes did uh, that everyone else is doing it that's that's the only reason why I'm losing is because everyone else is cheating I mean it's common right like once that fucking once that fragment is there uh, it, it's common I, I fall prey to it all the fucking time anytime I fucking watch a kill cam back I'm looking to see if I was killed because it was a cheater or if, if I was outplayed. And it takes a lot for me to fucking accept that I've I've been outplayed. If I see a fucking... If I see Jewel Renetti's and uh, a Chinese flag and a Chinese name, it takes a lot for me to fucking accept that I was outplayed, even though a lot of the time I was, you know? Like, because the suspicion is there. The fucking... That kernel of doubt exists suddenly because you've seen it happen too many times. You've seen them fucking track you through walls and stuff like that. Hmm. You and you were, who was the kid? Oh, uh, so there was a, there was a video that went around
0: um last year, end of last year that I saw was doing another, was doing another round this last week or two, um about this kid who was being interviewed by a news channel because he saved uh, somebody's life. Uh, it was like a fourteen year old kid, and um, right. and he's playing Counter Strike on his computer, and they're filming him, and he's using like, <laughs> using cheats while they're filming. <laughs>
1: no you've got to fucking link me to this shit i want to see this Um, i mean i think i think it was
0: him in a training room like he was versing bots or something
1: but he still had
0: sheets installed like he he may have been at that time using them against bots but when the cameras are that would probably like oh, get on the computer and and he was quickly like firing it up you know and jumps in the training ground has his hacks on off he goes (laughs) um but yeah like he's got them installed he's probably using them in the (laughs) <laughs> the really fireman. Oh my god! And he's got his like keyboard. You've got a link. He, he has his like these. keyboard tilted, um, like uh at an angle. You know when you go to used to go to lands back oh, in the yeah, day. Yeah, because yeah. he's pro, and it's just like, why are you doing that? This no, that makes no sense. Nobody does that anymore. That is amazing. That is um, amazing. I gotta find it for you, but it was on Reddit. Um, anyway, that it. just reminded
1: me of that. It's just like, man, what do, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? So yeah. Alright, was that all the questions? But um anyway, to to finish off that point, I just remembered that you talked about the kid and that I'd gone on for fifteen fucking minutes. Um the yeah. Um there are there are those who need to win and figure that other people only beat them because they're hacking as well, and so they want to even the playing field. There are people who want to see what a hacking is like, so they or that they the reason that they can tell what cheating looks like and then there are those absolutely who just want to troll they're 100% those sorts of people and uh they exist and uh oh. they're dirtbags but um uh, fuck them yeah um i'll, uh, I'll, I'll link question. it
0: in the um i'll link it in the, the general chat for people to have a look at but yep. i thought it was yep. quite funny um yeah thanks for the the question
1: Great question. Yep, thanks, dude. Uh, and club, even though obviously you got blapped, um, you were wrong. You snake, Jake. No, nah, club the snake, Jake the snake. Anyway, yep.
0: Okay, that's it. Uh, that is it. <clears throat> that's the show. You find us on iTunes, Android, Windows Store, Spotify, YouTube. All those places you can get your podcasts, um, podcasts. I like to use podcasts. Uh, you can you can find us under the Gap, the GA podcast, the Gap podcast. All those things. If you do have a moment, please rate and review the show. Helps other people find us. Uh, and maybe one day we'll get on Spotify exclusively, where we can make two hundred million dollars. Um, but until then, we won't be doing that. Fuck yeah! So uh, Joe Rogan's the only one apparently that can do that. Even though I'm. Joe Ogan. Yep. That's, that's Joe Bogan. That's what it is. You can email us, thegapodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Discord, slash Discord if you want to jump in there, leave us some questions, or just play some games. Maybe you get Monster Train and you want to uh, play with a couple of games with us. You can do that. Or you can play some Warzone. We're jumping in Warzone pretty much every night these days to, to check out uh, that game. Find some bunkers with Job. Um, yep. you can find us on social we'll media the
1: bunkers and then die in them <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah camping yep. them uh, facebook.com slash ga podcast twitter.com slash ga podcast you can find us on youtube thegapodcast.com slash youtube you watch the video uh, podcast format if you want chuck up some, some monster train this week some call of duty and maybe a few other things I think I recorded some VR stuff as well um, I don't think the Star Trek will work very well on top of the podcast because right. it's a lot of uh, us talking, but um, talking, yeah, and pointing at things. That's, I,
1: uh, I've, I've uploaded a clip of uh, um, Deep Rock Galactic, right? That I figured you could probably chuck on, yeah. But a lot of what I find unbelievably entertaining about it is dialogue-related. So, yeah, <laughs> we also watch it. It'll just mostly be me shooting fucking. Flame throwing bugs, but uh, yeah, yeah, really sweet. Um, otherwise,
0: you can go to our website, which is the Podcast.com. It's got links to all the things we just talked about, including past episodes of the show. If you want to go check them out, you can do that. Um, and uh, that's all thanks to our Patreon members. If you want to help support the show, you can go to ga podcast. become a uh, member, it helps us pay the bills. Um, we really appreciate that. It's uh, it's coming to handy very, very, very handy this month because we've had to pay a bunch of bills for. Yep um hosting so thank you very much You're the best thank you so much Yep. uh if you'd if you'd like to pimp in and out job, you can do that right now otherwise
1: yeah Uh head to red bull check out my rainbow six uh steel wave preview and uh head to player two uh to check out my um i i play, i played uh like through graymore with um two members of the the Elder Scrolls Online team. Nice. Uh, so with uh, Rich Lambert and Ed Stark. ah, oh. That's his real name. Um, yeah. Uh, don't go to... Don't go to fucking... Don't go to the capital, Ed. It doesn't work out well for you. Um, but yeah, played it through with them. It was actually like a really interesting way to to check out a preview of a game. Like playing through... I've able to like, look at things in my own way. They're sort of leading me along. I can ask questions... It uh, worked out really well. I think it's a really good preview of uh, Elder Scrolls Online. Um, so yeah, check that out on player Yeah. Uh, what are you? Previews have like? definitely changed <laughs> recently. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. One hundred percent. sorts of weird things. I had to wake up at seven. Oh, I had to get online at seven a.m. to do that fucking preview. Yeah. Uh, it was, and they were they. It was five p.m. for them and like ten p.m. for the. PR handle. <laughs> like oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, it was fucking weird. Everybody, like just fucking all over. So the someone's place. in New York,
0: someone's in LA. You're in Australia. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, you can find me twitter.com slash Luke Laurie um, L A W R I E. I got nothing going up this week. So you can just go follow me on that if you want to. Otherwise, I think that's it. Um, I'm not sure what's going on next week. I can't think of any games that are out. Many uh
1: We could have talked about it this week. I've been playing a bunch of it, but uh, the podcast wouldn't be allowed to go up until 11 p.m. So, fuck it. Next I week. figured we'd push it out to next week. Yeah, we had enough to talk about this week. Um, we? It's very true. We had fucking loads. Yeah. Uh, and uh, maybe some Minecraft dungeons. Oh, yeah. Yeah? Get on yeah. Um Yeah, so we'll get some stuff. We'll get some stuff. Cool. We got a show next week. That's yeah. good. We'll be back then. We'll see you then. Day